Hey, everybody, welcome to another episode of Big Apple Hockey. And yes, of course, I always say it, but there is a lot for us to cover. It's what happens when you have a weekly show, and there really is a lot for us to cover. For instance, the New York Rangers naming a new captain today, or yet yesterday, Monday, I should say. By the way, Anthony, why is hockey news like just the news itself? Hate hockey bloggers this year. How much news has been breaking around 1130 at night, Eastern time? Seems so, like a decent amount. I know. It's just like, come on, everybody. Well, I, of course, am your host, Mark Williams. And, of, I mean, just so much that we have to talk to today. But I am joined by the man who's breaking news himself, Mr. Anthony LaRocco. How are you, Mark? Uh, another, like you said, jam-packed show today. Uh, and right before we came on, Kevin Weeks dropped a little uh, little nugget regarding a uh, certain team that plays on Long Island. So um, there might be a good amount of to-, to talk about surrounding them in the next, you know, who knows, maybe minutes, maybe hours. But um, he didn't put a timeline on it. But from all accounts, it seems like Lou is finally going to let his uh, his info right out of his bag. Please, please just just tell us. Just so I don't have to wait this September first to keep updating this thing. I'm 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 getting tired very much so of saying, "Oh, is Nazem Kadri a New York Islander yet? Is Nazem Kadri a New York Islander yet?" But I can uh, assure you, he is. But yeah, it's um, it's one of those it's it's one of those things that we're gonna get to fully right now, and that's really where the lead is. It wasn't originally gonna be, but then Kevin Weeks dropping this. Keep an eye on the Islanders, as I wouldn't be shocked to see at least four transactions down the line. That was a tweet from Kevin Weeks that just came out minutes ago. So, now, some details were emerging, Anthony, about the about the deal. But, actually, I, I actually did some reporting, Anthony. You might not know this. I actually called up Lou about wow. this. And when reached for comment, all that was I could get was this. It's a secret. Shut up. Amazingly enough. And Kadri, <laughs> he wouldn't tell me either. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, Anthony, what are we staring at with with possibly the transactions or anything else? Well, it's not it, – it's it shouldn't really – it's not really hard to figure out um, of, of what those four transactions are going to be. Um, it's been long speculated that – the contract extensions for Noah Dobson and Alexander Romanov are in the draw. So out of those four transactions, I can assure you two of those will be contract extensions for them. Um, we should get the, the all, you know, all anticipated contract signing of Nazem Kadri. Um, and then that last transaction, you know, it, it could be, it could be a couple things could be the extension for Kiefer Bellows, which I mean, isn't really shocking. Um, uh, it also could be the the cap dump trade of Josh Bailey. Um, my my guess it's it's the contract extension from Bellows, but um, just just keep in mind that there have been some word that the Islanders are are making real traction on an extension for Matt Barzell. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if one of these transactions is an extension, long term extension for number thirteen. So um, time will tell. Time will tell. We'll see. Uh, you know when, like I said, when you know, Lou releases all these signings. Um, you know, again, Weeks didn't put a timeline on it, but it, with all the smoke that's been coming out in the next, you know, last 
couple of days, even a week, um, it might be a sign that Lou's getting ready to just announce everything, which would be good because you remember, Mark, last year he didn't he didn't announce anything until September 1st when he announced all his contract signings and all the business he got done. So um, who knows? I mean, it's still it still could be until then. But it, I, based on everything that's going on, I, I can I could see it being a lot sooner than that. I, I think when we were talking earlier about potential hockey trades that could be announced today or maybe even that are in the works, we were talking about that the, the Islanders are still interested in finding a goal scorer. And it's yes. just I, – I don't know who that really fits the build at the moment of them well, finding yeah. a guy like uh, – like cause I, just, I just don't think Vladimir Tarasenko is going anywhere anymore. Even yeah. though – there's been no word about him whatsoever. No. Um, you know, I, I think JT Miller's off the board. Um, I don't see Tarasenko moving anymore. I think they would have been prepared to move him had they landed Matt Kachuk. Uh, but at this point, I don't think Tarasenko will go anywhere. Um, I mean, moving him would give them breathing room because they literally have virtually no cap space. So it's still possible. But um, my guess is that uh, he stays. Um, so with that said, you know, if the Islanders are able to move Josh Bailey as the cap dump, that does free up Anthony Bovillier to go in a trade. We'll see. Um, I know they still have the desire to add a winger. Um, but, you know, I think for now, the more certain option is that they're going to announce their contract extensions and the contract for Nazem Kadri. Uh, so, uh, you know, again, with that said, it's at least signs that Lou's getting ready to show his cards. Uh, but, you know, um, I, I think at the end of the day, a lot of Islander fans in general are kind of tired with his secrecy and, and waiting games. So I think uh, a lot of fans will be happy once he actually announces these these deals. Yeah, to quote Homer Simpson, the waiting game sucks. Let's play Hungry Hungry Hippos. The, but as I, as I mentioned right here, this was uh, from – this source was from, uh, I think it was Frank Cervelli or even, uh, I, I don't know who leaked it. I forgot who leaked it, this one. But the rumor is a seven-year, $7 million uh, uh, AAV deal for Nazem Kadri. So, so we're going to ask about this one. And also, while we're at it, Anthony, get your thoughts on both New York centers that just got that deal. I I had heard that the that the – uh, AAV for Kadri might be actually a touch below seven. Um, really? So we'll we'll see. But I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it is seven. I don't I don't think he got more than that. Um, again, you know, we'll we'll find out hopefully soon. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, the guy is thirty one years old. Uh, this is his last chance to cash in. He's coming off winning a cup. He's coming off a career year. Um, there's just no way you weren't going to get him for, I would say at least around that, you know, six and three quarter, $7 million, uh, AAV. Um, and for the Islander fans complaining about, you know, I guess this maybe also a transition into also talking about Trocheck, but, um, Islander fans talking about how given Kadri seven years is bad and all this, and I get it, but you have to be realistic. No high profile UFA is going to agree to a four-year four-year term, especially when you're yeah. his age, 31. You have to, and this is what some fans don't understand, and I get frustrated with. You have to, you have to pay the price to sign a top UFA. 
Yes. Okay. You don't want to give Kadri seven years. You want to give him three or four. That's fantasy land. No team is Kadri's not signing for three or four years. It is what it is. And same thing with Trocek. The Rangers likely had to go to that number. You know, if they if they held firm at five, you know, he says, okay, well, you know, I'm gonna go to a team that's willing to give me seven because there definitely would have been. So while us as fans, we might not like seven year terms because of their age. Uh, the fact of the matter is it's this it's just a reality of the situation. This it's the price you have to pay to get the player that you want. Um, and in both their cases, you know, Kadri 31, Trocek's what, 29? Uh, yeah, Trojek's 29. Yeah, so it's still, you know, you're talking, you know, being, you know, 38 or 37, whatever, at the end of their deals. Um, you can't really worry about that, for and at least right now. Because, you know what, in four years from now, let alone seven, but in four years from now, the cap situation is – the salary cap's going to look entirely different. Um, the next mm -hmm. two years, the salary cap's going to start going up. Um, in four years from now, this, the ceiling's probably going to be much higher. Uh, and then also, too, in the, in, during that time span, other teams are going to be – these two teams, I should say, are going to have players that are leaving, and it's going to create more cap. So I get it, but don't even worry about five, six, seven years from now what it's going to look like. The fact of the matter is both these teams are trying to win a Stanley Cup, and, and the reality is these two players – give these teams a chance to win, you know, in the next, you know, two years while they're still playing at a high level of hockey. So, um, again, I know, Mark, I'll let you go in one second. I get the complaint about seven years, but it is what it is. You have to give it to these guys to get them. Um, and don't worry about down the line. Things are going to be entirely different. So just focus on the now and current moment. Well, um, extending bit, from what you're saying with that, Yes. And by the way, some people that really want this to be announced cap friendly, they would love to put it up on their website because end all the, uh, the confusion that's there. But Anthony, let's go with somebody who that didn't cash in somebody that gave a shorter term contract, Kevin Shattenkirk. He gave a four year deal to the New York Rangers. And I know Ranger fans, you're right now going, why, why is he mentioning him? Shattenkirk wanted to come home and he wanted to go, but the best contract he could get with Rangers was a four-year deal. He even made some comment at the time of maybe shorter-term deals are a better way to go. And the Rangers ended up buying him out and he ended up moving on. He hasn't exactly broken the bank since then. And this is a guy that, that turned down more lucrative offers. When you leave that on the table, that's money not only for you, but your, your family. So you got to, you got to absolutely think that there's there's a if if there's a chance for a player to cash in, you got to take it. And all of us would do the same in our jobs. So unless it depends on what we're being asked to do. So that's 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 the question is right there. So <laughs> um, Romanell yeah. kind of made a good point about a goal scorer the Islanders could go to. And trust me, Ranger fans, we're going to get to the other news in a moment. But. A guy the Islanders should target either now or in a year from now is William Nylander because Toronto is in dire straits with their salary cap. Uh, they are right now uh, over – oh, yeah, they're over by 1.43 million, uh, 4.93. And the Islanders, that's, that's the guy that doesn't have no trade protection and – Everyone expects is that's the guy that's going to move. And if the Islanders move out Beauvillier and Bailey, 
then there you go. Now you can go get Wheel- William Nylander and resign Matt Barzell to an extension. So yeah, I don't. Do I don't think the Leafs have any appetite to trade William Nylander right now. Unfortunately, I agree with you on that. Say it again. I agree with you on that. Unfortunately, I don't think they have any appetite. I think he's a guy you could target though. Um, I'm, I'm still here. I could hear you. You there, Ant? All right. Hold on. We're we're having a little technical difficulty for a second. And blink if you've been kidnapped. All right. Hold on. No, I'm. I, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you fine. Can you hear me? Yeah. Now I can. You, you, okay. All right. It's probably just a Wi-Fi skip, which tends to happen, unfortunately, a little bit with us lately. So, all right. But, Anthony, we're going to move on. Uh, there was uh, there was uh, a new naming of a new Ranger captain, and we actually have video footage of that as well. And that's right over here. Captain, my captain. You hear me? You hear me? Go, okay, Captain, my cat. Thank you, boys. I would just like to reiterate I'm an editor, not a graphic artist. So, the New York Rangers naming. Jacob Truba, the 28th captain in team history, the defenseman that came here, currently on a huge contract, and he was a very vocal voice in the locker room in the playoffs. Anthony, what are your thoughts? As, by the way, Jacob Truba said, I have to give these comments in. It is a privilege and honor to be named captain of the New York Rangers. As a kid, I grew up watching Leach, Messier, Drury, and Yager. It's my turn to carry on that legacy. Anthony, your thoughts? on Jacob Truman being named captain? Um, I mean, it seems like the players uh, voted voted on it in the locker room. Um, I think 99% of the guys voted for Truba, so it just goes to show people respect him, um, and they, you know, they like what he does on and off the ice. So I have, no, I have no problems with it. I mean, obviously I have my feelings on his contract status and, you know, his play on the ice at times, um, but, you know, that doesn't really have any bearing on his leadership skills uh, with the guys and inside the room. So that's a, sep- a separate topic. Um, I mean, he does he does play hard. We'll definitely give him that. Um, you know, wears you know, wears his kind of his motions on his sleeve there and enjoys playing for the Rangers and loves being a New York Rangers. So I think I think they made the right pick. I mean, going forward, they, it would be beneficial to move his cap to help them out. Um, but, you know. I would say for the next at least two years or so, he's not going anywhere. Um, but like I said, again, you know, the Rangers felt it was the best choice for them and, you know, who or me or you to criticize that. So, um, you know, they finally have a captain. It seems like, like I said, all the players trust in him. So uh, I think it was the right pick, um, notwithstanding some of the other issues, like I mentioned, his contract status and his play on the ice, especially in the playoffs. It's one of those things that, <clears throat> when they named him, I kind of said it was the safest pick to, to name him captain because I I do know I've heard from sources that 
Kreider doesn't want to be named captain because he doesn't want to take it away from Zibanejad and vice versa. Um, Panarin bowed out of being captain. We know about this last year. So you have all these guys that are potential captains, but really, if it's Truba right now, go right ahead. And in two years, if they have to move them for the contract, you move your contract. Rangers traded their last two captains, everybody. It's, it's not a surprise. By the way, this is the Rangers' fourth straight American-born captain. So how about that? This is an interesting, uh, interesting take. Um, again, like I said, his on, you know, his 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 contract and his on ice play um, should be put aside here. I mean, the, the the goal is to pick the best leader in the room for your team, and apparently that's him. Um, but I, I mean, I do I don't disagree with a lot of what Joseph is saying. I mean, I think I think his contracts an albatross. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he's he he does take a lot of penalties. Uh, you know, your season ended because Truba got, you know, smoked by Stamkos coming down the wing. Um, and that was in the playoffs. That was kind of par for the course. He was out of position a lot. Um, but, yeah, again, you know, unfortunately, that has really nothing to do with whoever the best leader is. So, But I, I, I get Joseph's sentiment here. And I get the sentiment, too. And I'm, I'm not going to say that he doesn't have a point either. That's, that's the worst part. But it's... It is who it, it is what it is. The the players and everyone in the organization, the coach, they all have part of this. Where th- there's been lots of times where like you're like that guy's the captain, and you're a little bit surprised about that. Uh, I'm trying to think of the enforcer that I'm thinking about that was a captain of a team. You're like, wait, what? But look, it's what the guys in the room want. It's not what fans want. It's if if that's the case, I mean. Hell, uh, some guys also struggle with wearing the C, and it weighs them down. Brian Leach struggled wearing the captaincy, and a lot of people said it should have been Adam Graves to be the captain. So this might be a a case where a guy might play better because he's a captain now, because that might be the case. Because certainly, I, I, I don't mean to say this as a slam to him. It can't get worse. It can't get worse for him because as much as everybody also wants to say that Truba, everything Joe brought up, let's go with that. He also, the, the stats ESPN threw up was that he led the entire NHL in the playoffs in block shots and in hits. And what's two things you want from your defenseman block shots and physical contact because everybody wants to complain. The Rangers aren't physical. Jacob Truba is the most physical guy the Rangers have back there. And hopefully Braden Steiner and Keandre Miller will end up being a little bit more physical and to, to get at least to the Ryan Lindgren level, never mind to the Jacob Truba level. Jacob Truba w- was not afraid to hit guys. I was at one of the games last year where he leveled Nate McKinnon and then had to answer the bell and fight. Um, obviously, Sidney Crosby. Seth Jarvis uh, to, uh, got a run at him. And yeah, it, it could have gotten worse. We talked about the uh, the Jake Gensel almost hit, that one that was avoided. So, I mean, that, that could have been really bad. That was in game seven of the first round. But it's also, it, it's if he's the emotional core of that team and from the recording everybody else put on that video, 
uh, that went out yesterday, then yeah, absolutely. Then he should be captained. It's that simple. And everybody just enjoy it. And two years from now, we might be talking about a different captain anyway. Marty St. Louis was stripped of his captaincy and traded. Uh, anybody can get can get traded. If the, 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 the expression, if they could trade Brian Leach, if you could trade Wayne Gretzky, you could trade anyone. So there you go. I don't, I don't think there's any debating that Jacob Troop is one tough customer um, and that, you know, he's he plays hard and obviously he's a great leader. Uh, on the other hand, I also don't think it's debatable that his contract's terrible. Um, and if he didn't have a no movement clause, the Rangers would probably prefer to move him to to help their long term cap situation. Um, but nonetheless, he's the next captain in the New York Rangers. And like yep. I said, he probably will be for at least the next two to three years would be my guess. Uh, I would say so, too. And, you know, who knows? This is uh, I, I, again, we'll see how his play either improves or doesn't. And that's what's going to happen soon enough. Uh, get a lot of support for what uh, what people say about Truba, but I don't I don't know about it being a reward or not. The other thing is that uh, actually the three hot take. First off, by the way, welcome to the show. Three American-born captains for the Rangers in the last twenty-five years. Actually, it's more. It's uh, Drury, Leach. McDonough, uh, Brian Leach, and now Jacob Truba. There's number five. So it's, yeah, that, that actually says a lot. And it's a measure of pride to have a, have an American captain. I, I, I was, but I, I'd say that as American and Yager being Czech wasn't a problem, but look, it, it's whatever is in the room. It's just what happens. You, you just, you, you go with what the, the players are saying. I'm not the one to be able to say it. Yeah, Bryce Salvador was a captain in New Jersey. So there's another one for you. And so was Jamie yeah. Langenbrunner. Is it? Is it? <laughs> yeah, a lot of people are not liking the Truba thing, but. As a Ranger fan that says Truba sucks. And um, and and by yeah. the way, I, I got to agree with Joe on this one. It's Brian, it's Brian F. and Leach. That's the way you say it. That, yeah. that was a man that always brought it. But. Anthony, let's go talk around the NHL with Bar Talk. And guys, we got a brand new Bar Talk intro. Actually, let me get rid of that banner real quick. And here we go. Shot. This is the easiest cyber to answer. Let me say beer. I can't even begin to describe. I'm actually going to go crazy. I'm going to buy everybody around on this one. Welcome back, everybody, to Big Apple Hockey's Bar Talk, where we are gauging our confidence on NHL topics based on our choice of drink. Would it, Are you so confident that you're buying everybody around? Are you like, oh, God, just give me a shot, please? Or you're so-so and you need a beer. You can play along with us down the, in the comments. And, Anthony, I was a little bit stumped to put on for what, what I want for the Rangers, but I went with this one. Will Cooley will make the opening night roster. Um, I was gonna say, I was gonna say shot, but you're not necessarily saying he's gonna be in the opening night lineup, just on the roster. So, um, I'll go with I'll go with beer. Um, you know, I, I think 
he would have to outplay some of these other veterans that are on the roster that they have um, that are waiver that are not waiver exempt. Um, like I don't see him playing over, you know, Ryan Carpenter, who they just signed. Um, you know, obviously he's not playing over guys like Heedle and whatnot. So, I mean, and, and this is also considering Reeves is already on the roster and might not be in the lineup himself. So I think, I think it might be hard for him to earn his spot on the roster, but I don't think it's impossible. Um, so I, I will go beer, but I, I mean, I tend to think that he probably won't, but, um, I don't want to say there's no chance. That's why I'm not going to go shot here. Okay. I'll say it then. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I really want to see Will Cooley on the New York Rangers and see what this guy's going to be, especially with all the Tom Wilson combination, but no, it's definitely a shot. It's, it's, it, I'd be shocked if he makes it over Dryden Hunt, but uh, there's so many of these guys that are that are waiver exempt. It's going to be difficult. Hopefully, it'll be there. Juan's saying a beer, so at least he's just as confident as you are right there. There are still a lot of guys that are that are talking about Jacob Truba right now, so uh <laughs> i think that's gonna still be a topic all the way into the q a anthony yeah well, he shouldn't be making eight million dollars a year but that's hey that's that's jeff gorton that's not him you know yeah, somebody has to be a contract eight years for eight million dollars a year i'm gonna take it and especially if it's with the new york rangers anthony the new york islanders will have an additional top six forward not on the current roster by opening day and this is this is uh, not counting Kadri, correct? This not is counting Kadri. Um, I'm gonna go shot. I mean, I I think, like I mentioned, yeah, I guess it would be possible they could trade Bo in a hockey type deal. Um, but gun to my head, I, I don't I don't see it. Um, you know, you're, you're talking. You have guys like Kiefer Bellows in the fold, and he's not even um, in the lineup right now. So I, there there would be half. There would have to be at least you know two guys that move like Bailey and Bo move out to really have any realistic shot of another, are you right there, Mark <laughs> of another forward to come in? Um, like I've heard rumors that Sonny Milano is going to come in on a PTO, but even, but even that I don't, I don't see um, again, because there's really no place for him to play. Um, you know, the, the third line is likely set with Parise, Pajot and Palmieri. So, and then the fourth line, obviously Martin Zizekas Clutterbuck. So, I don't, I don't think a, another top six forward um, is going to be on the roster unless Lou did some, you know, heavy lifting here. So I'll go shot. Well, by the way, Anthony, now you know why the apple is so angry yes. with that. It's like, geez, Joe, you, you, you messed your mouth. You dribble all over me, you idiot. Uh, Anthony, unfortunately, I'm going to have to go shot again because um, as the grizzled face will tell you right there, because I – Although we do predict Lou might make a hockey trade, I, I don't see it happening. I think I think Lou is going to be happy with his his team that the way the way they're constructed right now. How the hell do I have to burp? I, I drink water. That's just so, so ridiculous. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I think Lou's happy with the way it is and how the way things shape out. And also, I'm not sure exactly how much money is left after that trade, but. I got a cap That's friendly open trade. for the Islanders right now. We're going to be looking at that the rest of the show as well. All right. Anthony, this one kind of going to be difficult to answer. Sidney Crosby will win another playoff series with the Pittsburgh Penguins. 
I'm going to go round. Okay. Um, I don't predict them to fall off, but I mean, Crosby said even when his contract expires, he would like to play another, you know, three to four years. So um, you don't know what will happen in that time span. So, um, and plus, you can never count Sidney Crosby out. I mean, I know there's other guys in the team that go into making the playoffs and whatnot, but he's still Sidney Crosby. You got to give him the benefit of the doubt. Um, sure, they may miss this year, possibly, uh, but I, I would wouldn't consider at all that he's not going to win another playoff series. So I'm going to go um, shot here. Sorry, round. Yeah, round. Uh, I'm actually going to go beer. I'm not sure about it. I'm really not. And I want to try to make it so much worse and say, I'll buy it. I'm going to take a shot and then he's not going to win one. I don't think they're winning a playoff series next year. And those guys are starting to get long in the tooth. They'll be 35 um, next year. Now, the reason why I have to say with the Pittsburgh Penguins is because there's, I mean, even after his contract expires, who knows? Let's say he wants to go somewhere else. August 7th, he's 35 right now. By the way, happy birthday, City Crosby. This is absolutely the worst time for me to say that as I'm going on this rant. But I'm not in love with their goaltending. I'm not in love with the the youth that they got. They're one of the oldest teams around right now. I I don't I don't know. And and the guy is such a great player. He's had such a great career. I I don't wish him any ill. I just don't know where when that win's coming. I'll, I'll put it to you that way. So I know everybody is. Oh, hey John D. Lee. Uh, everybody's still on just Jacob Schruber right now in the comments. So I guess uh, we're just going to keep on going. Anthony, Nashville will be one of the, will be the surprise team of the Central Division this year. And you know something? I'm going to start this one for us. I'll buy us around on that. I think, I think Nashville quietly put together a really good decor. If they can find some more goals, they get, they got Forsberg back. And there's, if Nashville could just get more goal scoring, they might be even better than they were last year. And I'm not sure where Minnesota is exactly now that they don't have Fiala on there. So I think they might surprise the people. They might leapfrog Minnesota. I'm not saying that they're leapfrogging uh, the St. Louis blues just yet, but I think, I think Nashville might turn some heads. What do you think? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go shot here because I don't think they would be a surprise. They're they're a good team. They have UC Saros in goal. I mean, Roman Yossi is one of the best D. Not to mention Matthias Ekholm, Dante Fabro. They got Ryan McDonough. Like you mentioned, they kept Philip Forsberg. They re-signed Nino Niederreiter. Uh, Matthew Shane had a resurgence. Ryan Johansson had a really good year. Um, so they're they're a good team. There's, there would be nothing surprising about them being you know really good. So. Um, for me, it's total opposite of you. It's a shot. I expect them to be a good team. Um, and I think they had a really, and I think they had a real solid off season. They, like I said, they retained Forsberg and signed Niederreiter. Good for them. And all right, by the way, hot take. Thank you very much. Yeah. You guys, you guys do great work too. So it's, it's great to see, great to see it going around and uh, wait, I want to find that comment that I just saw on there. There was Dominic right there around. You said the Predators will rock in the central. So, yeah, there. It, I mean, I, 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 I guess you're right. I guess they're not going to surprise everybody. So I guess that ruins my question. Here's one for you. Here's a team. I don't know. The Edmonton Oilers will win the Pacific Division. 
Um, it's tough. You know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go beer. Um, I I think that LA is an up and coming team. I mean, they added Kevin Fiala. That's gonna help them a lot. Um, and then you know Calgary. I know they lost Kadroka Chuck, but as we talked about, they got Huberto. They still have Markstrom in goal. He was one of the best goalies in the league last year. Um, Ajiapani is a very good player. Um, their D's improved. Mackenzie Weger. So uh, that that that's to me, it's going to be a toss up. I mean, obviously, when you have McDavid and Drysidel, um, you can never bet against the Oilers. I mean, they're the two best players in the league. Uh, Jack Campbell is an upgrade over Mike Smith, even though I'm not sold on uh, Jack Campbell totally, but. I just think there's a lot of other moving parts and some other pretty good teams that are on the Oilers level in the Pacific. So um, that's why I'll go with beer, but it's certainly possible. Uh, I am actually, I'm going to stick with beer on that one. I'm not a big believer in Jack Campbell, but I also think he might be an upgrade at least over Koskinen. I mean, any you're an upgrade over Koskinen. A shooter tutor is an upgrade over Koskinen. Alexander Georgiev is an upgrade over Kasaganin, and you all know what I think about him. So it's one of those things. I, I think they could be better. I don't see where really where they improved so much. Um, it's it's going to be tough. I do think Calgary is going to be better than what people think. Everybody wants to throw dirt on Calgary. Don't do that just yet. Daryl Sutter is way too good of a coach, and Markstrom plays well in the regular season. We all know that. And I, I think Huberto is really gonna, really gonna spark them. And they got a great defensive core. We talked about this when, when the trade went down. They arguably have of the best defensive core in the NHL. You can make that argument, especially with now Mackenzie Weaver, Mackenzie Weger. Ooh, put a V in there for a second. Being on the the the, the third pair, I mean that's that's a hell of a lineup. And you still got Shillington. So it's. I, I look for Calgary, L.A., and don't forget Vegas. Vegas under Bruce Cassidy, they might actually be a team that can make the playoffs. And after all, maybe uh, maybe Jack Eichel could play in a playoff game. After all, he's still <laughs> tied with me and you, Anthony, in playoff games played. That's enough to just drive you crazy yeah. if you're Jack Eichel. It's like, finally, I got my wish. I went to another team, but nope. And uh, thank you very much on that. I have no idea what that says, but and I'm, oh, I, sorry. Yeah, we clicked on it together. Yeah, I mentioned that about Calgary's D. I like the addition of Uyghur. Um, They retained Shillington. They re-signed him. Noah Hannafin, Hanav. They got a pretty good group back there. Yeah, and the excitement. Just have to point that out for you. All right, let's go on to the next one. Patrice Bergeron and David Krejci will keep the Bruins in the playoffs. Anthony, who? Who's David? Who's David K R A C? Oh, damn it! <laughs> you know what? Oh, Mark, it wouldn't. Okay. It wouldn't be the sorry. It's, without uh, no, no, it's name that's or... my mistake. I fucking typoed it. Uh, I forgot how to spell it. Now, how do you spell? It? <laughs> oh God, Krejci, right? C uh, K K R E J C I. Yeah, there you go, Mark. There we go. You want a, you want a cookie? Okay, look, everybody. I have no budget and I have no assistance, so sometimes <laughs> mistakes are made. Hence why uh, you saw my bad graphic animations, too. All right, let's try this one again. 
David Krejci. You know what? That does look right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I wish Phil was here to see that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, David Krejci and Patrice Bergeron will keep the Bruins in the playoffs. You know, I, um, you know, as I said, I was kind of vocal. But I, I could see them, you know, kind of falling a little bit. Um, Bergeron's still a great player. Krejci, you know, good player too, but they're getting older. And you got to remember, they have a couple of guys that are that are out to start the year. I believe uh, McAvoy, Marshan, and Grizzlick, I believe, are all going to miss some time as they all had surgery in the offseason. Um, so I think their, their start could be a little rocky. Um, and if those guys – you know, don't get back for a little bit um, with how competitive their division is and the East in general it might be hard for them to keep up. Um, I don't really, I mean, pa- obviously Pashanak and is fantastic. Marshan's really good when he's healthy, but he's going to be out and Pasternak is he going to be firing on all cylinders without, without, you know, Marshan on that line. Taylor Hall's been, eh. I mean, then Craig Smith, the brusque was a little resurgent, but I don't know. I I'm, I'm not a I'm not really a fan of theirs. So I mean maybe I'll eat crow, but um I'm not, I I want to say shot here, but just to the disrespect that Bergeron, some of those guys command, I'll go beer, but um I wouldn't be shocked at all if they were to miss the playoffs. Uh I'm not shocked that they missed the playoffs. <laughs> Bergeron and is a great player. David Krejci is a very good player. Uh I but I also think having a year away, I don't think that helps him. So I am going to say beer. I'm going to cave to just at least go there because after all, they might need David Crazy in order to help out. So it's, uh, it's the fact that they're missing McAvoy for probably the first two months and uh, uh, Marshawn for the first is it going to be the first three months on Marchand? I know it was six I, to eight I months. Haven't, I mean, I haven't like kind of reread what the original report was, but I, I think it was something along those lines, two to three months. Yeah, it's it was uh, it's not good as far as like their situation goes, and you got to wonder and hope maybe like a guy like Jake DeBrus can step up on Marchand's out, but I don't, I don't like it, and. Uh, Jim Montgomery behind the bench isn't Bruce Cassidy and hell he isn't even Claude Julian. So I don't, I don't know. It's it's hopefully they can still keep that magic. I'm just not that confident on it. And there's no way to be that confident. I I just can't. So lastly, Anthony, the world juniors. Thank you. I thought he was out till at least December. So, I mean, he had double hip surgery. What are you, what are you going to do? So, uh, the World Juniors was last night, and the World Juniors should stay in the summer. I'm going to start this, and I'm going to start it with a shot. And the reason why, I think it's perfect where it is. Yeah, you, it's midseason, so the kids are in more midseason form. It's not ramping them up at the beginning of the year, it potentially getting them to get hurt a little bit sooner, uh, a la Kirby Doc in 2020 or Technically, 2019, I guess. I, I don't know which one it was. Oh, no, yeah, it was the 2020 tournament. Never mind. And um, I think it's also good because the NHL takes their Christmas break, and that gives these kids center stage, and then you end up watching it. By the way, Anthony, 
the uh, the text I sent you guys at the end of the night. First 15 minutes of the game, the U.S. was out shooting Germany 16 to one. Yikes! That was a bit of a bloodbath last night, but I think it should stay in the in Christmas. What do you think? I kind of I kind of like that it's in the summer just because it gives us something to watch in August. But I get I get every other point you made is is accurate. Um, I just like being able to watch hockey in the summertime. It's a nice little, you know, buffer August and then September comes and training camp starts. So, um, you know, like I said, I, I, I kind of like it, uh, but I, I don't think it will last or stay in the summer. So, um, I mean, I suppose I'll go beer. Okay. Yeah, there we go. All right. So everybody let's see what some of the uh what's some of you are thinking on this one. Oh, granny is buying everybody right now uh <laughs> romanello wow uh world uh world juniors tournament and uh, world junior championship that's what it was in the summer bar reg liquid have you seen the attendance numbers under 1k yikes and uh, he's right about that the attendance is terrible right now for this but again just like what we're saying uh gotta love Summer hockey. Uh, I'm going to get to that one in a second. But, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's good to have hockey. It's good to have anything right now. But, I mean, I, I think hockey likes its offseason. That's one thing about hockey. They, they like to just be yeah. there. Ah, Joe, you know what? Joe, you should watch the show. I did this one a while. I thought I did this one a while ago. But we'll do it again, Anthony. Beer shot or around. David Quinn will not last two years in San Jose. Um, beer. I think. I think Mike Greer kind of knew what you know what he was getting in David Quinn. Um, I think you know he feels for for a younger team who may be on the you know fence with rebuilding that he could be good for some of their young guys coming in. Um, I know Ranger fans will strongly disagree with that, but. Um, you know, again, you know, he, he was the man they identified that's best for the job. I think Greer is not going to be quick to give him the yank, being that I think there's a lot of leash there because I don't think the Sharks are expected to, you know, compete um, for, you know, maybe a year or two. So I think he's got some leash there. And I'm actually going to say I'm buying everybody around. He lasts two years. That's definite. Uh, I have no doubt he's lasting two years. <clears throat> The third year, on the other hand, we'll see about that one because I don't think he makes it through the third year. I think it'll be uh, a bit of a, a miracle for him to make it through there. So that actually is what's going to end Big Apple Hockey Bar Talk for this week, guys. So hopefully hopefully you guys had as much fun playing around with us as well. And also, I did not mention it before, but I like to have a goal. We, our goal, let's get to 50 likes for the show. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe. And also, if you haven't done it already, go down to Manscaped. Use the promo code BAH, BAH for 20% off and free shipping. You don't want to use BHH. That's not right. That's not us. <laughs> we, we don't get any credit for that. I'm not even sure if uh, I've sold yet. So that's a different story. But yeah, please, everybody. We're always trying to get uh, our best coverage for you. And this helps out with the algorithm. Although God only knows how the algorithm works. I'm still trying to figure that one out. Sort of like David Quinn making up shootout lineups. You just, you, you're like, really, David? You don't want to put Matty Veneers in there for the shootout? For the gold freaking medal? So, anyway. 
<laughs> yeah, Quinn did a stellar job with the youngsters on the Olympic team, except <laughs> they some were youngsters, some were not. Uh, NHL should start a beer league so we can enjoy the hockey season. Yeah, and Joe, thank you. I don't know. You know what? I don't know. I mean, Quinn. I, I agree with what Mike says right here. Quinn is a win now coach, not a youth coach, because he 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 benches too many guys. You know what? Anthony, by the way, I talked about this in the in the World Junior Show, but well, you get your thoughts. Russian kids should have been allowed to play in the tourney. I think so. Yeah. Um, if they were allowed to play in the tourney and the Olympics through the Cold War, why not now? I I asked this question, and I'm not trying yeah. to I'm not trying to drum up some controversy to make people try to cancel our show right away well the thing is there was much worse times in in history the the worst time isn't history isn't right now there's been much worse times we've progressed as a society it's just <laughs> i like i like what pauline's saying right there too the it's we progressed through much worse times in history why do we have to keep them out right now now i know russia and belarus are suspended from all IHF tournaments. It's just, it, it's, and look, there's a war going on. I understand that too. And I'm not degrading what the war is in, in value. It's just some of these kids have nothing to do with it. And yeah. it's not the Soviet Red Army team that wanted to go and show everybody that they were basically, uh, if you haven't watched uh, Do You Believe in Miracles? Or even read the, the book, The Voice of Winter, read it because it talks all about what the Soviet perspective was on that side as well. Great documentary and a great book. Read, I, I recommend them both, but I think this should have been allowed. Anthony, you haven't heard anything on Tyler Mott yet, right? No. Like I said, uh, kind of lump him in with guys like Evan Rodriguez and Phil Kessel and Sonny Milano, a couple of the other guys that are left out there. Um, Again, I think there's just so many teams that don't have much cap space. Um, you know, they're just waiting as long as they can to, you know, try to see if there's a team that makes a move or two that opens it up a little bit, and then they can, you know, sign a contract or, or get a PTO. So um, I think you'll, at the very least, you'll see Mott land on a PTO somewhere. Um, but, you know, it's uh, it's not because he's a bad player that he's still available. It's just the nature of the beast right now. Um, mm -hmm. but I, I think, you know, again, um, I could see him ending up in a place like LA. Uh, I could see him ending up in a place like Anaheim, you know, they have a ton of cap space. So, um, if he kind of wants to make sure he has a seat at the table, he can maybe go to a team like that, but we'll have to see. I think Anaheim is, is, is a good case study for you because they're definitely in a rebuild. So he can go there, get ice time, get playing time, get a decent contract, and then at the trade deadline, get moved. That's that would actually fit the bill right there. I mean, if he signed I, a I one year, if he signed a one year deal, that'd be possible. But I, I don't yeah. think he's going to sign a multi year deal just to get traded at the trade deadline. No, no. If he signs a multi year deal, it's not going to happen. But um, the. The other thing would be because there there is the chatter about him possibly going back to Vancouver. They they love him in Vancouver, but I don't I don't know if they got the cap available for that. 
As usual, Max, cap friendly is Max Pacioretty's gonna be it was just announced last night. He's gonna uh, miss like a good chunk of its surgery. I think he had Achilles um Achilles tendon. Um so he's gonna probably placed on LTIR that might allow Carolina to maybe add a um you know an Evan Rodriguez possibly uh maybe well Evan Rodriguez is a center but maybe like a Phil Kessel on the cheap for the Hurricanes to replace Pacioretty's production. Um, but they might have some space to work with. Because I think after re-signing Natchez, they went over the cap. But now if they put Pacioretty on LTIR, that'll give us some space. I mean, that's that's a bit of a I want I want to say I want to say that's a punch to the gut. They they got him. I just don't know I don't know how that how that's gonna affect Carolina though. Like, do they have the do they have a depth they're gonna make up for that? I know I know yeah, they'll they'll be okay. KK is gonna move up to replace uh uh Trocek. I love yeah, how to think about that for a minute. I think they'll be all right, even with Patchy already out. Um but you know, must have I don't know I don't know when that injury happened. It might have occurred while he was while you know he was skating because I a couple days ago I saw a picture of him I think the Hurricane social media. I guess he arrived in Carolina and it was on and he was on the ice in Hurricanes gear and stuff. So he might have happened, um, you know, like I said, when he was when he was skating because it seems like he was skating prior to this news. But um, and that's a good point. A good point by David. If this happened, you know, a month or two ago, the, the Knights would have been able to just stage him at LTIR. Yeah, a bad timing for them. David also speculated that, by the way, there is a, uh, there is, Joe. By the way, that's a good question. I'm going to come back to that one. Uh, there's no word on Tyler Mott, so we signed with the Islanders for seven years. Yeah. So, <laughs> but um, uh, but I mean, see, it, it that just sucks. Max, Max Pacioretty is a good guy, and you just you never want to see that happen to him, or to any to, to and well, there's a lot of hockey players I don't want that to happen yeah. to. That I, I couldn't it's, even start um, with that. Kevin, actually, I think it was Kevin Weeks. A couple of weeks ago, he reported that uh, Aston Reese was skating, um, was skating in New Jersey with some devils and stuff. So I, I don't know, just if he was connecting the dots there. But other than that, no news on Zach Aston Reese. Uh, Chris T, just going to answer this as soon as we can. That's the answer. Uh, we've been doing a lot of day stuff. We've been trying to schedule some night stuff every now and again. Uh, with what's the problem? Doesn't now. he work? Doesn't he work nine to five pretty much? Yeah, he he works nine to five pretty much all the time right now with the new yeah. job that he's had. Trust me, Filk is going nowhere. We we still got Filk. We still love Filk. We we want more Filk. I know I, the, the public craves their Filk. So um, so don't worry. He's he's going to be back on. We're hoping to have, by the way, some more guests coming up. Uh, next week or so, or or in in recent, in the coming days, we we might have some guests and big name guests. I mean, Jacob Slavin interview. I again, yeah. I can't talk enough good things about Jacob Slavin. He was a perfect gentleman. He was fun to talk to, and uh, just just again, damn, I wish he was on my team right now. So that's that's the one thing I could say about him. Uh, I'm going to go check this one. Uh, 
Chris Frost no, is saying he, he said he was just kidding. Okay, he was just kidding. Got it. Yeah. All right. No, Suban. Um, if I look two comments down, I wouldn't notice that. Suban. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I know guys like, and I mean, judge, but like I follow him on social media, and the whole summer, even like till us now, he's like been in other countries and just, you know, kind of just eating and hanging out and whatnot. So like, I, he doesn't really look like a guy that's like starting to train for next season. I mean, I I had heard he still wants to play, but um, you know, I don't I don't know what his status is or. You know, if he's going to sign with somebody, but it's just something I noticed on his social media. You would have thought, you know, because in years prior on his social media during the summertime, it was always him like, you know, of him in the gym and like seeing his workout regimen. And this year has been the total opposite of that total opposite. So I was just curious to see if he's planning on playing or not. I don't I don't know. I haven't really heard much about him. So I got to tell you that I he's he's a curious case. Because when he decides to hang up his skates, they're gonna love him on TV. Yeah, he's gonna be and great. He's got a great personality for it. Great for sure. personality for TV. I don't really remember much of him with ESPN this year because I think anytime I got to hear him, I was either at a bar and I couldn't hear him or working and we didn't have the I couldn't yeah. hear him on that, which also still, but it's just I don't know about that one. Anthony. Uh, well, the obvious um, Ratu, uh, he had actually four points last night in the game uh, for Finland. Um, you know, he's, he's their best prospect. Uh, I know there are a lot of Islander fans that have high expectations for him. No one really wants to trade him. Uh, they kind of want to keep him and, you know, see some scenarios where he's thrown in there, but I don't think there's any really appetite to move him. So definitely him um, aside from him, you know, William DeFore, we talked about him uh, a little bit during this show. He had a really outstanding year in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. You know, he was the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League MVP during the regular season. He was the most valuable player in the Memorial Cup final. Um, he scored 50 goals, which was the first player since 2018 in that league to score 50. Um, so he's he's kind of like a, a late bloomer there. Um, you know, his stock has certainly risen. Uh, I think, you know, him and Ratu will be an interesting duo to watch in Bridgeport this year. But um, those are easily the top two guys. Um, and oddly enough, Dufour is playing with uh, Othman on the third line for, for Canada. I was about to tell you, if there's any reason why Ranger and Islander fans need to watch the World Juniors, is because arguably their top two offensive players or prospects are playing on the same line together. So, Although I saw a tweet from Phil today that complaining that Othman was scratched. Really? All right. Yeah. yeah. Then Phil ain't going to no. like that. No, no. By the way, for those of you listening on audio, the question was, who is the one uh, New York Islander prospect to Anthony that you're intrigued that who can con- contribute immediately right now? So, um, first, by the way, I want to read this one from Captain EDF, which is remember when the Islanders scored three or more goals and you get a free large Wendy's chili or a salad yeah. on the on the yeah. Turnpike. <laughs> oh, wow. Those were the days. Those 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 are some of the days. I, I always love whenever there's like good promotions like that. How do you, you feel know about what? That, Mark? Romano, I think part of that has to do with I can't believe the Rangers passed on Ratu, but 
also a lot of teams passed on Ratu. He, I think he went 53rd overall. Yeah. So and which is weird, you know, before there was a time that he was actually scouted to go first overall in that draft. And then yes. like he had a rough year, COVID happened, and then he, he really fell. So just I mean, just goes to show the type of talent he is. And also so I, was, uh, I think there were some personality questions that I had to go with them. I was surprised the Rangers passed on him as well, though. I don't know why that's not as sealed as it should be. I don't know. I gotta check on that. Anthony, Joe asked this one, and I gotta like this. What is your favorite piece of hockey memorabilia that you own? Oh, um, I have a Ziggy Palfi unopened starting lineup uh, signed from mm. like 1996. Uh, I used to collect them, you know, baseball, football, and hockey ones. But I have a Palfi one that's unopened and it's signed. So that's probably my favorite memorabilia. Wow. I got to think about, I got a lot. I got, obviously, if you could see right behind me, I have the Henrik Lundqvist bobblehead. I have over my shoulder right here. It's a replica picture with the replica ticket, but it's for the USA uh, Hockey, the Miracle on Ice. Um, if I exclude this picture that's over here, that's Phil and me when we covered the All-Star game this year and the press pass that Anthony got for us to go into the All-Star skills competition, uh, the uh, the NHL Fan Fest, I should say, a little bit early. See, I wish I got in there, but I had so many flight delays that, that day. I had 20 hours of flight delays that day. Yeah, I remember it's, talking to you that day. Oh, my God. I was <laughs> going out of my mind. And all I could I could imagine was Phil being, uh, being alone in Vegas and losing his at the moment. But you know what? I gotta say this one. I gotta, I gotta quote. I gotta talk about this one piece of memorabilia. And I do have the Wayne Gretzky uh, picture from his final game. Uh, that was the Newsday that was there. Have it laminated. And I always have it hanging up. But I also have the McFarland toy uh, statue, the, the like your starting lineup, where it's you put him on the pedestal. And he's waving goodbye. And it is exactly this picture. One reason why that is my favorite or among my favorites. They put the wrong year up. They said it's 1997. He retired in 99. 99 left in 99. So yeah. I got to hold on to that for the rest of my life and never touch it to make sure <laughs> that I get full value. I mean, I don't know. Hopefully I turn it in on my deathbed and, and make some money. <laughs> that's the way that's the way my life works it's like all right i'm dying i like, get rid of all my valuables so and maybe if uh maybe i might have a kid that has that so um brian leach tops rookie card was his uh romanello gretzky's first and last programs as a ranger the 94 picture the night the news the the 94 newsday picture yep uh all those kids that I'm leaving them to. Yeah. You know, you know, I, Hey, you know, I, I, I told the story once before about almost having a kid, but uh, you know, I gotta, it's, it's still, it's, it's a number one thing to try to find mom, you know, <laughs> gotta, I, I gotta tell how I met your mother to my kids someday. So there you go. The 94 post. Uh, 
How about newspaper clippings? What what newspaper clippings do you have, Anthony? That you I have I have a decent amount saved. Um, I have I have the the Newsday edition from when Tavares was drafted uh, first overall. I saved that one. Um, I saved the one of his first game. I have the Newsday edition the night you know the morning that they after they won the, they beat the Panthers to win their first playoff series in 23 years. I have that one. Um, I might have some more, but those are the ones that stand out at the top of my head that I, that I have. Uh, one of the clippings I still have that's right up here. I got other clippings still from newspapers. I mean, my favorite clipping of all time will always be, um, I think it was a happy recap from Massapequa. I'm going to, I'll see if I can find it right there, but it was from the 1996 Nassau cup where I talked about this with uh, one of the guys that was commenting this week that uh, the 1996 Nassau cup, it was the inaugural Nassau cup. I think it was like the one or, or two of them that they ever had, but it did talk about, I believe it was Rob DeAngelis that scored uh, two goals in the third period when the game was tied. And the guy that tied it in the opening minute was Mark Williams. And of course they misspelled my name. <laughs> so that's just how, that's just how everything always works. Uh, David, I hope not. Or, you know, what? maybe I hope so. I don't know. I think I'd be a better father than Homelander. So for those of you who watch the boys. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, oh, hey, AZ, congratulations. And no, that's awesome. Yeah, My son will be born in six days, eight sixteen. Uh, wife and I already have a hockey stick hanging in his room. That's awesome. That's fantastic. I mean, uh, all the Islander highlights that happened since the A's pucks from pucks from games in the fifties. Eight by ten autograph from Gordy Howe. Now those are some memorabilia. That's some awesome stuff. You know, I got to make sure. I, I, I got to send you a gift card for, for Fox so that way you can get a cigar when you're down there. Uh, that's, a, that's a cigar lounge in Arizona, in case of you guys are not aware of that. All right. Uh, oh, we're only about an hour in today, Anthony. Kind of feels like we're winding down just a little bit. Uh, I saw, uh, which... oh, wait, Wicked's got it right here. Sorry. Um, it's a testament to Rowdy's... Uh, talent and the incredible job Ole Ogunen did with him in uh, uh, <laughs> I'm not I'm not trying it <laughs> your career um, what was it your career <laughs> oh Mark uh, I, it's, it's just, look I was a bad reader when I was a kid I got better but I'm still not like uh <laughs> I'm not one to read everything off a teleprompter. I'm one to memorize everything and then go for it. Uh, <laughs> Rangers needed a center. He was a low risk. Uh, it probably would have been top five. Yeah. Granny actually mentioned that Opman is scratched. Yeah. And and David saying scratched is David Quinn, the, co uh, the coach. But, <clears throat> oh, well, the Canadians, they got a lot of time. They got a lot of guys going in and out, in and out. Uh, I'm going to go to this question real quick. Uh, Captain EDF is asking, Mark, how are you feeling about Jimmy VC's return? Uh, my answer on that is indifferent. I, He's got a two-way deal. They could send him to the minors. And 
Uh, he's not waiver exempt. So uh, it's, it'd be great if he produces and if not, okay. Uh, VCs are, let me see since the Rangers, they traded him to Buffalo. He's been with Toronto, Vancouver, and New Jersey. So I, I think he's just, he's just fourth line competition fodder ticketed for Hartford. I, I would, I mean, I would be surprised if he had a impact on the Rangers at all this season. Like I said, just fourth, I agree. fourth line competition in camp. But I mean, we, we talked about how, um, uh, this weekend, uh, when I, when I was doing the world juniors with Steven for a minute, we talked a couple of Ranger things and I mentioned how him having a hat trick and Matt Pumple having a hat trick are two of the most unlikely hat tricks yeah. in, in for the Rangers in a long time. No. And is, is that signing official? I know Larry Brooks had said it, um, but it, was there ever a press release from the Rangers officially announcing VC's, uh, uh, contract because I don't think I saw anything. I, I think technically at this point he's still he's still a UFA unless unless I missed it. I haven't seen the Rangers announce it. He's not on cap friendly, so yeah, I'd have no. to say it's he's still yeah. A UFA. So it's not, I guess it's not 100 percent official. You know, it still shocks me that's on the New York Rangers roster right now. Julian Gauthier, because yep. Julian Gauthier is the answer. What the hell is the question? <laughs> and I, I I always love going back to that one. 23 likes so far right now, guys. So if you haven't liked us, please like us. Please like us. Please like us. Oh, <laughs> uh, but no. All right. Let's see. Let's get to some new comments that are down over here. Derek, well, Derek, Derek Stepan's hat trick. I mean, I was pretty high on Derek Stepan. I watched him in the preseason. I thought he was going to be pretty good, but I uh, no, I don't think that. And it's funny. David actually mentions that right now when I just said that. Uh, do you think Goche is going to camp with the Rangers or uh, and then they move him or they send him down and he's gone before anything starts? If Julian Goche is on this opening night roster, I'll be shocked. Uh, it's I then it then again. Oh, first, by the way. Thank you, Cap. But it's if Julian Gauthier is on this roster, I again, I I, I, don't, yeah, I, don't see it. I thought he had yeah, requested no. a trade too. Yeah, and I heard that too. But then again, let me go to this one real quick. Hayek is still around. How the hell is Lieber yep. Hayek still around? I mean, you need you need depth. You need depth defensemen in the organization. You can't just rely on kids that don't have much experience. Uh, Johnny's, uh, trying to think of how you, how you can get that to me real quick. Um, uh, oh yeah. Just send it to, send it to the Instagram page or I'll, I'll figure out a way you can send that to me. The picture of the, he's got the Gordy house sign pucks, but, and Goche takes up too much room in the press box <laughs> and just, uh, Captain, that's what you have. That's what happens when you're always sent to Buffalo. You fade away into obscurity. Yeah, I, I, I can't wait for the Sabers to be good again someday. I, I had heard the Avalanche being linked to Stastny, so I think that's, I think that's certainly possible for the Avs to get Stastny. I don't think he'll be that um, expensive at all. So it's something I could see happening. 
And by the way, Jen, I think that's the first time I've seen you. I'm not sure. Welcome to the show. Always like to say that. Um, Sean Simpson from TSN says the feeling is that Chikrin will get moved before training camp. Sends her in the mix with other clubs, but the ask is ridiculously high. Smart that Dorian is being patient. So let's see how it plays out. Chikrin's starting to become sure. Eichel in terms of being like how many times it's been rumored to be on the move. Oh, God. Like, it's just, it is. He, he's, he hasn't gotten there yet because there isn't so much vitriol. By the well, way, yeah, it's, nice no. see, it's nice to see my red light's been going off every five seconds. That means the Mets are scoring more than DiCaprio at uh, the Cannes Film Festival. But There's it's, no vitriol around Chikrin. So, yeah, that part's accurate. But Right. I mean, so all the vitriol fine. that happened with, with Eichel was a different story. Yeah. However... Just, just, just make the damn trade already, all right? <laughs> How many more offers can there can there really be out there? So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there. I feel like there are a lot of teams that certainly would have interest in him. I mean, he's what a 24, 25 year old left shot defenseman who's you know pretty good. Um, so I could see why they're asking a lot for him in return. But I mean, just move the guy already. Enough talking about it. Yeah, like. Especially that I think right now they're in the best position to move him because yeah. Shane Gostas Bear is coming off his best year in years and probably about five years and looks like he can actually carry the load in Arizona. And if that's the case, don't wait for Chikrin's stock to go down. His stock is, is it probably never would have been higher than it ever was. Yeah last year not this year because easy is coming off an injury he had a very good year he had a very good year and by the way if you ever want to read and more about the coyotes just go to bigapplehockeypodcast.com i have an article up there uh recapping their season uh that was i'm on the wrong one right there i keep promising and always check us out right there big apple hockey podcast Trying to get Anthony and uh, Philk to write more. They they are very stubborn. They don't want to do that. They're like written word. We're here for the spoken word, Mark. They want to see my lovely face. The time, 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 Mark. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know how to do Instagram or social media stuff. All right, I will. Uh, what would you know? What would really help if if Lou would just throw the hammer down on these four transactions that are coming down the pipeline? At least gives something to um something to talk about because honestly, right now there's really not much really not much going on in the world of uh you know world of hockey. You know Bergeron, Kreisky resigned. Other than that, um, not much, not much. Johnny, I'm probably opening myself up to a lot of spam, but you could just send it right there. Big Apple Hockey 2021 uh, Gmail. Um, Kraus, real good player. And the Oats just signed to an extension. All right. So yeah. he didn't go to arbitration. That's also a good yeah. thing. And um, also the Red Wings settled with Jake Wallman. So the uh, all the arbitration cases are officially done for the year. There's, there's it's great no to more. see that, that no arbitration happens because once – Arbitration happens, then they're a free agent the next year, right? Say it again. Once you go to arbitration, they're a UFA the following 
year, right? No, it depends. Depends if it's t- if the team brings the player to arbitration or the player brings the team. Um, mm-hmm. You can either get a one year or two year award. So it's not always the case where you go like you can file for arbitration, get a one year deal, and you're still an RFA again the following year. All the it's stories always brought right to UFA, and all the stories you hear about it where they just they'll they'll like settle the contract right outside the door to arbitration. Like that's, yeah. that's amazing. Um, by the way, speaking about Weaver Hayek, once again, the only Hayek I want around the Rangers is Selma Hayek. <laughs> and she was still amazing to, to look at. Uh, Hayek had a great cup of coffee to start his career. And then he got hurt. And then afterwards he has been terrible. That is right. I believe he scored a goal in his second game as a New York Ranger. And then after that fell off the earth, Develop the earth. There's uh go. We, we got wicked right here. I didn't see Did you guys I didn't I didn't see the game, so I don't I don't I didn't I'm not really sure. Uh I didn't actually watch it. I plan on watching the Canada game. I think that one's on at five today. Um mm-hmm. seeing them play, but I did not see the game with uh Ratu last yeah, night. Yeah, I actually yeah. watched the first period and a half, and once the United States was up five nothing, and I'm still trying to figure out how that high sticking call was considered a good goal at first, then reviewed and considered a good goal. And then Germany challenged, and then it was no good. If you didn't, if you guys didn't see it, I forgot which U.S. player it was, but he high sticks it well off the goalies, over the goalie's head, and well over the crossbar. It bounces down, I think somebody waxed it in right after that, or it just bounced right in. Either way, and I, I kept on settling this debate, it, it's not a goal. <clears throat> you could say it is. It's not. So, just like that. Uh, but it's good. To, it's it's good to watch some of these uh, prospects. Yeah. Captain is saying. I remember when Malarchuk, goalie for the Sabers, got his throw cut when he was uh, when by by a skate when he was a Saber. I saw that when I was a kid. It was pretty brutal. I think it was the early two thousands. Actually, I believe it was the late eighties. Yeah, that it that it yeah. happened. Um, and if he was on the opposite side of the ice, the, he, he, w- he would have been dead. So he was right where the Zamboni door was. And that's where the good thing was. The other thing about that was, if you remember another incident that happened in Buffalo, former, uh, New York Islander in the end, and well, he wasn't at the time, but he was cut by another former Islander. Richard Zednick had his carotid artery cut and he was able yeah. to hold his his neck until he got to the bench and the got the doctor that treated him within six months, he treated Richard Zednick to basically save his life. Thank God. Well, Zednick wasn't nearly as bad as Malarchuk's. No, but it was the, it was the carotid. And if he didn't pinch like this, then the artery would have retracted and there would have been no chance of saving him. That I didn't know about. I didn't think he was. I didn't know he was any in actually severe danger. I didn't know it was that serious with Zednik's. I knew Malarchuk credited the trainer saving his life. He said the trainer mm-hmm. was um was like a medic or someone involved in uh, one of the wars. I guess it, it was probably Vietnam. Maybe he had mm-hmm. he was getting experience and he credited his fame for saving his life. He literally reached inside and and pinched his uh and pinched his artery. And that saved Malarchuk's life. I remember watching the documentary on that and hearing about it. Wild. Yeah, it, it's Wild. it's brutal. It's brutal to watch. It, it's hard to see. Uh, if you if the Zednik play, if you need to remember, 
uh, somebody upended Ole Jokinen. Yeah, I and, yeah yeah. And because of that, his skate just just clipped it. And again, that doctor that worked on him also worked on Kevin Martin only uh, six months earlier, and the, Kevin Martin could have been paralyzed. So, yeah. and he tried that uh, that freeze technology, I believe that was of lowering his body temperature in order to to make sure. And Kevin Martin was fine. He had, Kevin Martin's walking. He just doesn't play football anymore. But that's that that was a scary moment, or very scary moments. You know, <laughs> uh, and uh, 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 AZ is saying, wonder if Big Lou is taking the four new players to La Familia for a big Italian family style dinner out in Babylon. Who's <laughs> <laughs> communicating the Rob the mob rules with the new additions? And yeah, eighty nine was the more Chuck. Yeah, Big Big Lou might be doing that. You know, he operates in mysterious ways, Mark. Um, he simply does not give a you know what about people think of his, you know, his ways and his methods. That's um, right. He's going to do it. He beats the, he beats the sound of his own drum, Mark. Yeah. But Oh, I, yeah. Everett, I think was the, the, the doctor's names or I think it was, I think it was Everett was the doctor. Name. I thought it was Kevin Martin. No, it's Kevin Everett. No, it's Kevin Everett. You're right. So, you know what? Sometimes David, it takes a couple seconds just to keep saying it to go. No, you're right. Kevin Everett. That was the name. Um, but Hey, we should cancel, cancel the world juniors. Uh, I don't, I, I don't think I have that influence. I'm sorry. I can't, <laughs> um, let's, let's go on a little bit more. Kevin ever. Yeah. The tight end for the bills. He was on special teams. It was a kick return. That's another reason why people are saying they got to get rid of kick returns. No, it's not the reason they just, you know, <laughs> I accidentally clicked on that as I was trying to get the other one off, but, uh, if we still want our Phil wrestling, yeah, Philk's got a lot on his plate right now. So, yeah, trust me, we we want more Philk. We all want more Philk. So, why can't Lou just announce these things right now, please? It would really help the podcast. Mark, you know what? Once we get off the podcast, that's that's when I'll announce everything. Like, ah, oh, thanks. Um, Kadri is trending on Twitter. Uh, but then again, as I'm going on there, it's a tweet from Anthony LaRocco. I can't exactly, uh, use that as a source, even though you're right in front of me. And then I say that and Anthony's right now, not in front of me. All right. So, <laughs> See, why, why would you want to cancel the World Juniors, though, this year? I'm not saying you. I say, yeah, I, I actually think it's still pretty good right now. Although, we'll see about that. Like, you know what? There's less than a thousand people over there. It's It should be having everybody in there. It's a kid's time to shine. Anthony, I told Mark via some crazy stories, friends of mine, that he's working uh, with the Devils for Lou. Oh, you did? You might have to send that again. Oh, okay. No, yeah, yeah. The strength and conditioning coach. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Romanello, this is this is a replica of an original 1980s ticket. 
the whole the whole thing is a replica. Otherwise, it's just. Pauline, you're gonna. I'm gonna have to check out a lot of the stuff you're talking about now, when I get off. But yeah, this that actually was. It, it's it's still probably the one sporting event I wish I could see in person if I can go back in time. The Hockey Canada crisis. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm gonna have to look that all up right now. Um, but it, it, I actually even auditioned for the movie Miracle back when I was younger. Uh, I didn't realize I was until afterwards, but then I found out more about the audition process. So, um, all right, let me, I got, I, I got to check this, the story right now. Um, all right, still, uh, Okay, not really seeing anything. So we'll find out more on that. But Hockey World Juniors, they're still still not seeing anything. By the way, here, how about this? If there's an instant, if there was a game that you didn't watch, or uh, a game that you didn't watch or didn't watch on TV. You weren't there or you didn't see it on TV and you only saw it in highlights. What would be a game you'd want to go back to? <laughs> All right. Now I got it. Yeah. Hockey Canada crisis. is still... All right. So, okay. What, what is a game? What the game do you want to go back and see? That's in the comments right now. We'll probably go another 15 minutes, guys. Um, unfortunately, running out of topics to talk about, but this is always a good one to talk about. Because for me, like, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely the Miracle on Ice. Maybe after that, Game 7, Rangers-Devils. I, I, I didn't get to watch that. I got to watch Game 7. I never got to watch game set uh, games. Obviously, I mean, to say game seven, when you say game seven, it's the Canucks series. That's what you always think about. But game seven, Rangers Islanders, the first IHF outdoor game. Okay. That's a good one, Pauline. Uh, by the way, if you go back to our beginning videos, um, back when we were still all things Rangers, I have best moments in USA hockey. You could probably search it and that'll come up right away <laughs> 15 minutes with me two uh two hours you know and by the way that was a really good run for the sharks that was a really good run that year I'm trying to remember who all the teams they beat they beat st louis they beat dallas oh wait no i think st louis beat dallas i'm i'm, I'm trying to remember that run now <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go through all those in a minute. That was a, that was a hell of a team. That was a hell of a team. I, I had Martin Jones on my fantasy team the year before. So I was kind of rooting for them. And of course I had Brent Burns on my fantasy team and Burns is just awesome. It, they did beat St. Louis. Thank you. 
I forgot about Nashville, and L.A. is the obvious one. So they must have been, geez, they must have been a wild card in that. I thought they were they were like a two or a three seed. So, and then wow. <laughs> uh, gladiator fights at the Coliseum. Super Bowl three. Super Bowl three would be interesting. Uh, any game at Ebbets Field. All right, AZ's got a, a few of these. Uh, Nineteen eighty USA Russia. Uh, the New York Rangers Vancouver game seven. Nineteen eighty seven World Cup of uh, the, the well, it would think it was back then it was called the Canada Cup, but anyway. But uh, winning against Soviet Union. And by the way, if I remember correctly, the winning goal was Gretzky to Lemieux. So, yeah. Here we go. Romanello's got a good one. I would want to go back and see the 1996 U.S.-Canada World Cup final. And outside of the 1980 Olympic game, I'd also love to see the Forsberg shootout in the Olympics. That was in Italy. Uh no, I think that was in Oslo. I'm trying to remember, uh, I think Lillehammer was. I've been Lillehammer Oslo. I think it was Lillehammer. I think it's Norway where that happened, because ninety two was well, eighty eight Calgary, eighty four Sarajevo. Oh yeah, ninety two was Albertville in in uh, France. Hey, CJ. Uh, yeah, thanks. Yeah, it was a little hammer. And and everybody forgets Paul Correa got stopped after the, the Forsberg move. So that was that was a hell of a game. That was all the way into shootouts. I remember watching in uh, the Nagano Olympics. At like one, th maybe not, wasn't even one thirty. It was like three thirty in the morning, watching uh, the watching the Czechs beat the Canadians in shootout, and that's if you didn't know back then, it was it was five shooters aside, not three the way the NHL does it, but and I think the way it's done now, but that was. Uh, Robert Reichel scoring the only goal in that shootout and was even off the post against Patrick Wath and went right in. And it's, oh, now I know what you're talking about with that, Pauline. And yeah, no, I, I know what you mean with that. And there's there's a lot of investigations that need to be happening with 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 uh, with Canada. That's right. So I it's it, it's there's a lot of stuff that has to happen. It, there's got to be investigations with with Hockey Canada. That's I know now why you're why you're talking about that. Now it actually hits me on that. But um, I, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't cancel it for that because I don't want to take it away from the kids. That's that that is actually my opinion on that. It's why I kind of I kind of have some reservations about Russia not being in there. So, um, but 
the the executives need to be taken a task and if anybody has any connections with them that's ridiculous and you if if you've seen our videos on the chicago blackhawks channel you know our our opinions about that so now i'm and now i'm now i'm glad i finally am on the same page with you then i was going wait what but no the it's 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 not a good thing no it is not um back to the shootouts by the way uh robert reichel the stick he used was a hespler hockey stick of course whose company is that wayne gratzky's wayne gratzky was on the other bench as well at the time still i'm still can't believe you didn't ask wayne gratzky to go in the shootout but all right why is this not I've been spilling water on myself the entire show, so that's been great. I have 72 hours? Huh? You know, 72 hours to call uh, to call the IHL. Okay. Um, okay. Um, I don't think they're really, they're really focused on mine. Jennifer is saying uh, 2014 TJ Ochi and Sochi. Yep. I mean, I think uh, on my list of the best hockey moments in Team USA history, that was number six. And it wasn't even for a medal or anything. It's just that. Uh, yeah. Well, fortunately, Avery can actually do that. I don't have all the information, but that's... Again, it's it's not a good it's not it's not good. It's not good. So uh you know Romanello is saying you'd have to be uh you'd, you'd have to have a strong case to suspend Canada from the world uh junior championship or international competition for a year or two stopping the entire tournament. What do the countries do uh to deserve losing this tournament. Yeah. What what do the other countries do? And if you ban Canada, look, then it becomes look, there's there's a lot of things that can be said. First things first, take the coaches, take everyone to task who knew anything about it and tried to sweep it under the rug. Um why do I I'm I'm not getting out my phone to to to, to call right now. It's it's uh, I have I have already expressed my disdain for what happened, and um, right now, all I, I'm not a powerful enough voice in the industry to even make a dent. Um, and by the way, but you have I would go back and check out the U.S. locker room after the Olympics, and and yeah, that was when that was Nagano. That was after Keithka Keithka Chuck said we wasted our time here, and then they demolished the 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 room in Nagano. That that did not go over well. And then, of course, in 2002, it was a different story. So it's. There's 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 too many good things that have happened in international competition 
for everyone to just abandon it. And 2002 was, 2002 was, you know, it was 98 when they demolished the hotel room. 2002 was Salt Lake City. And that's where I think was the best ever you uh, assemble the most assembled talent, the best assembled talent, I think, ever to hit the ice outside of maybe the the um, the Canada Cup that you guys were describing before, because. uh, Okay, she's gone. Um, it's, it's one of those things that it's a, I'm getting back to my train of thought, 2002, where you had Mike Madonna, Brett Hall, uh, Jeremy Roenick, the, the United States put up one of the best teams they ever had, and they rolled through teams. So, yeah. I actually thought, by the way, everybody, I thought she was a legit um, subscriber for a while. So that's why I was kind of letting it go and letting it go. And then it was just, all right. Then she put up the last thing and I went, all right, thank God I can get rid of these people. Fucking God damn it. I'd rather have the sex bots. So that's just it. Uh, as Again, 2002, USA comes back. Herb Brooks is the coach. Complete different atmosphere from what they had. Keith Kachuk even recognized that. And it was a lot more fun. It's a lot more fun when you're winning anyway, so it doesn't really matter. But the United States went on and went all the way to the gold. And if not for Brett Hall not getting the puck off the ice, I mean, it. it who knows what would have happened in that series? Because then, of course, minutes later... Canada goes the other way. I believe it was Sackick that scored the eventual, or it was either Sackick or Aginla who scored the eventual um, game winner. Because I think the U.S. got one back at the end. All right. CJ saying, Ryan Miller, 2010 Olympics. He was my favorite player. And I became a Sabres fan, then followed to St. Louis when Ryan was traded there. But the summer of 2015, he signed to Vancouver and I didn't. And by the way, CJ, if you haven't seen it, you should check out our interview with Ryan Miller. Uh, we interviewed him about a month ago when it was announced that he was going to be a uh, have his number retired from the Buffalo Sabres. So there's that. And then there's. um. Uh, I, by the way, he was playing actually on the ice where uh, where obviously the Vancouver Olympics took place. Uh, didn't follow that. I was, uh, I was a lost hockey fan. I started watching Islander games. First Islander game in 2014, 2015. And I've been hooked on the Islanders since. Yes. Um, I know you said since, but still, uh, it's, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's, it, that was a good season for you to get hooked on the Islanders. They were among the best teams in the NHL for most of the season. Fell off a little bit in March. They ended up finishing in third place and then was going down to the Washington Capitals. That's still, I don't like that game seven, but that was a great series for the rest of it. That game seven was abysmal. And I do know the Islanders were playing injured, so that's a different story. 
Jen, thank you very much. We could use all the likes that we could get. I haven't even checked on the likes in a little bit. I think I was too busy dealing with the troll. Roman Ellis saying, can I go see the Sunday game in Mystery Alaska? I'd love for the Rangers to fly in the chopper, demolish the beer league room, uh, beer league team, and fly out like a bunch of G's. Yes. <laughs> you know what? I'm the type of guy that I, I put this on all things Rangers a while ago. I'm the type of guy that watches Mystery Alaska and, go, and just say, that guy, number 11 is not Messier. What the hell? Uh, the Mystery Alaska games are epic, but I'm a sports reporter and they don't let me in anymore. <laughs> uh, I want my Rangers jersey in the movie and openly rooted against the Alaska team. <laughs> oh, that's great, Romanello. See, by the way, much better atmosphere that somebody isn't talking about a scandal and also uh, also thinking that I have enough influence to cancel a worldwide schedule. I would love it if that had a K after the nine, but uh, we're just 19 viewers at the moment. So first off, the 19 of you with me right now. Thank you very much. And uh, we're at 236 right now. I'm already five minutes over. So why don't we try another nine minutes? So um, <laughs> uh, let's see how we are, how we're doing as far as the likes are going. We got only, uh, oh, we got 31. Keep them coming, guys. Keep them coming. So, but... That was a great season for, for you, CJ, to root for the Islanders. Um, your Hawk had a great season for them. And and this is why we do this. We do this so that way we have fun in the Q&A, not to have whatever the hell that was just a minute ago. Yeah. And by the way, I kind of figured it out. I need the flat end to be over here because I keep trying to show off that I went to the Masters. Which was a great experience if you haven't done it. Uh, we do have the... Uh, I do have a series I'm trying to launch called uh, Ice Camera Action talking about hockey and entertainment and movies. And uh, we have a first one up which is uh, a retrospective of Lisa on Ice. One of my favorite Simpsons episodes. I think it's a classic. I, I I think it's great for any hockey fan. If you haven't checked it out, check it out. <laughs> yeah, Jen, um, I don't have that much power either. <laughs> yeah. Although, whatever. I just dropped my pen because I always need something to occupy my hands because I get a little fidgety. But yeah, no. If and if you don't know the story. Anthony pranked me one time. He told me to call. We were trying to call um, uh, a guest for an interview, and he gave me Lou Lamarillo's number. So uh, that joke in Goon 2 where there's a uh, farmer fighting league enforcers. I think I saw Ocho. It's a real thing now. Yeah, I saw it on the Ocho. ESPN 8, the Ocho. And... Uh, yeah, I haven't seen Goon 2, and I really should. Goon 1 was real good. I know it's kind of funny to say, like, but no, Goon 1 was real good. Uh, there's never a good reason to root for the Islanders unless it is to make sure the Rangers get up to a better player spot. No, you just still look for that. Johnny Red, that's awesome. I will post those on the Instagram, and I'll also... 
uh, share that as well when after we go off on this. All right. And we got 22 of you watching right now. Uh, 23. And yeah, there's a goon too. You got to go check it out. And yes, like everybody's in it. Everyone's in it. I know Alicia Cuthbert's in it. That's good enough for me. <laughs> yes, I've seen Shorzy. Shorzy's real good. I didn't know how I felt that now you were going to see uh, Jared Kelso's face for Shorzy because I loved that you never saw Shorzy's face. And <laughs> but you know what? It's um. That's a that's gonna be a good thing, and yeah, Shorzy ended up being really good, and I, I we lose we fold, and of course a more expanded role for JJ Frankie JJ, Jean Jacques Francois Jean Jacques, <laughs> or Jacques Jean, forgot what it was, but yeah, Shorzy was great. I still thought they were gonna put in uh. I thought they were going to put in the um, uh, uh, Jonesy and uh, Jonesy and Riley. The I thought they were going to have cameos in there, but they didn't. So kind of glad that they didn't. But yeah, Shorzy was great. Um, by the way, I got hats coming. Uh, we got a patch coming in. Uh, it's a small order that we have right now, but it's uh, we got about fifty hats coming in. Once I get that, I'll put up a link in in the uh, in the descriptions about how you can get a hat. We're still working on trying to figure out merchandise. Still working on trying to figure out the right thing to do. Right now, I'm paying for my second month of Shopify. No idea what the hell I'm doing with that. So there's another thing. Because uh, we'd like to get more of these made up, like these or the one where you saw the blue one that I was wearing on the Instagram. We're still working on more merch stuff. I mean, obviously, I would love a tumbler to to have the big apple hockey on there. Maybe even stickers. Just get stickers for everybody right now. That that's another idea. Working on uh, actually being uh, more than just a bunch of guys just talking on the internet a little bit more. So right now we're at two forty two. Uh, I don't want to disappoint Romanello, so we're gonna go three o'clock, everybody. So the funny thing is I still think out of the three of us, I'm the weakest one with, uh, with doing all this. Uh, I think Anthony and Phil with their backgrounds in, uh, because they actually had the podcast, they had a call in show and, uh, they're, they're still, I still think they're, they're much strong with that. Uh, goon Two, David was saying there was a goon Two. It's not as good as the original, but still pretty funny. Well, yeah. I mean, Hollywood needs to cast Sean William Scott in more things. And but then again, I can't help but look at him and think Stifler every single time I see his face. So, thirty-two likes right now. We, we still I, don't be surprised if I always leave the goal up at fifty. By the way, um, but this is also us trying to get more more stuff on there. Uh, try to get more interactive, everybody. That's what you have to do. Get more interactive. Um, by the way, what is your favorite hockey movie going down to the bottom? If you guys want to put them all in there. 
Stipler's mom was the star of the show. Okay, here we go. Here's a good here's a good question, too. Who ends up with more points with their new team, Trocek or Kadri? I'm gonna go Kadri because I think Kadri is gonna get the top playing time. I've said this before, I'll say this again. Vinny Trocek, I like him very much as a player, but also he was brought in to be not the superstar center and a big part of that top power play unit. He might, he'll be a part of the second power play unit. He's got a great right-handed shot from the bottom of the left circle. So he'll probably be the, maybe the Mika on the second power play unit, but it's, I think you needed a spot open for Lafreniere to, to go up to the top power play unit. And it sounds funny to say, but, I think that's just how it is. Kadri, on the other hand, is going to get top power play time. The bad news, by the way, I, I wish Anthony was still on here to talk to me about this, but the bad news is uh, I, Kadri plays a bumper, and I think that moves Brock Nelson out of there. And Kadri succeeded very much at the bumper position in um, in Colorado. And remember that goal he scored with like time, time uh, almost expiring against uh, which team was it St. Louis he did against, I think it was against St. Louis so that there was like a second left. David is saying mystery Alaska was my favorite hockey movie. It was the first hockey movie you saw and uh, that I saw and never forget your first. Okay. That's fine. And by the way, I do have to tell you this. Uh, While it's not my favorite hockey movie, there's still so many great hockey aspects of that. I love, I mean, Who'd have thought Russell Crowe was a hockey player, even though he fits pretty well. I mean, Hugh Jackman's actually a huge Ranger fan, by the way. So, um, not really huge. Huge. He's a big. He's a Ranger fan. Back when the Wolverine came out, that's one of the things Linda Cohen asked him. What do you What do you think? He said, "Oh, the Rangers. That's that's what I'm I'm rooting for." So. Uh, and by the way, hot take, uh, the Wolverine I like better than Logan. Not by much. <laughs> Not by much. All right. All right. We're going a little bit silent, guys. So why don't we cut it all off right here? So I'm going to start the music. Because uh, it, it, it's okay to get tired of my voice in the preseason. It's okay. But start with my cousin, Phil. We'll get some of this going. We have the Karate Kid. (laughs) Well, by the way, Cobra Kai, great show in case if anybody hasn't watched it. So. I can't believe, by the way, the guy that wrote Mystery Alaska was uh, the same guy that wrote The Practice, Ellie McBeal. Who should be the new X-Men? That's a good question. That's a real good question. I don't know. I don't know. See, the funny part about that is they're going to talk about who's, who's going to be the X-Men. And I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know the actors that are out anymore. And I don't even know if any of them are any good anymore. Happy Gilmore is part hockey, but nope. No, no, no. Well, Slapshot 2 had, I believe, one of the ball was Steven. And if it's not, 
And if it's not um, The Usual Suspects, I can probably, it's probably not that great of a movie. Although I heard One Tough Cop was a really good movie. Oh, Jackman is already tough to replace. Chris, I am very salty on the new Star Wars. And again, another hot take. I thought Last Jedi was the best one. Because at least it, it tried to be different. That's what I'll say for that. The Force Awakens was copy-paste. And for God's sake, is there any, is there any faults Ray had? Come on. Time has come for me to say. So, I do have an advantage of hearing this song for the last 25 years of my life. Uh, and again, Patrick Stewart. Yeah. Talk about a guy that was embodied everything that it came to that. Star Wars was great at getting new people, but... Really? I didn't know that. I gotta check that. The thing about Obi-Wan, I have to question a lot of a lot of things on how they just messed with the canon. They, I like that final scene where Vader where he, where he cuts Vader's helmet open. I thought Obi-Wan redeemed Hayden Christensen a little bit. Like people always want to knock Hayden Christensen's acting then. I actually liked Hayden Christensen in that, in, in Obi-Wan. I did not like the, the Reva part. Oh my God, the Reva part was terrible. Every bit of it was terrible. It's not believable. It's also not believable, too. It, no way is that believable. Darth Vader, the most ruthless person in all of Star Wars, would fall for it and then, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's all right, MJ. I'm trying to get out of here right now. But we got me talking about how terrible Obi-Wan was. Because it, first off, it, when it gets to the end of him killing, uh, of them stabbing Reva, first off, she survives with two lightsaber shots to the stomach. Chris, I think Mandalorian wasn't overrated. If you look at it as like Gunsmoke or The Fugitive in space, stuff like that. Like the original Bill Bixby, Incredible Hulk, stuff like that. But I think it's also, it's just, they're not written well. They're really not written well in any way. And I'm not attacking Moses Ingram especially. Because by the way, here's here's what's frustrating about this. Because they had the story of the second sister in Jedi Fallen Order, if you guys have seen it. And that is so much better. It's so much better. And it actually is along what Star Wars is. Right, he didn't fall for it. But David, he didn't fall for it. But he, Darth Vader would have choked her out and cut her head off at that point. She she fulfills no more use for him. So that's one thing they say. And I do like when he breaks the lightsaber and hands it back to her to be like, yeah, come at me, bro. So, but again, it's if anybody wants to see it, look up uh, The Fallen, Jedi Fallen Order, and just look up the second sister. That's all you have to see. I know she was the third sister, but... Um, but even... Look, Mandalorian still has, has a lot of... Unless he thought... But, all right. 
But David, also part of the problem is, part of the problem I have with, with it also is, then she was able to go to Tatooine without a spaceship that I have no idea how she got there. Nobody can explain how she got there. None of the writers can explain how she got there. So she gets to Tatooine and wants to kill Luke Skywalker, even though there's no evidence that was mentioned. First off, that was the dumbest communication ever. <laughs> um, and by the way, Christy, I'm going to check that in a second. But the there's no evidence that said that Luke Skywalker was Darth Vader's son. So she wanted justice and to make things right. She didn't go through with it. But also, to be an Inquisitor, you had to kill several... In- it felt like you had to... You, she didn't kill innocent people or dismember them. So. Now I got control. Mets are up 6-2. Gotta love that one. So, I'll check out more on that soon enough. Um, so, answer on that is, it's just... <laughs> Baby Yoda's a better coach than David Quinn. It's just, that's where I have my problems with that. And also, uh, then she couldn't get information out of Leia, who isn't trained with the Force and doesn't know anything. And then if Obi-Wan saves Leia twice from the Empire, that's no indication that the uh, uh, Senator Amidala is... Uh, no, sorry, I went to Senator Organa. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, Amidala was Queen Amidala's name, my bad. That he's not comporting convort, uh, with uh, the the enemy. I mean, it's it's just it's, they're not written well. It's not it's not written well. Yeah, it's. I mean, but again, or and then as we're at it, we also have the 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 teleporting of Obi Wan to be able to get there just when it's too late. I I have I have I got too many issues with it. But I could recommend many, many videos to back up what I was trying to say with this. But again, the Jedi Full and Order timeline, much better. And that's what would have worked. Or they just need to make a movie series on the Old Republic. See, that would be good. Knights of the Old Republic series. I mean, and and just stop. It is what it is. There's now now a book going around about Obi-Wan Kenobi being bisexual. Stop rewriting characters and actually make up your own character. And MJ, how I feel about the Yanks? They're fine. Don't worry about it. We'll give you right there. Oh, all right. And and David, I understand what you're trying to say. What that is? It's just. It's. The, the best way to describe it is suspension of disbelief. It's the core element of theater. And if you're listening to a two-year-old tell a story, or a four-year-old, and they just sort of invent something where, like, okay, and then, and then like, Russia comes down, and, and then we're all out of here. And you're like, wait a minute, what? Well, where the hell did that come from? And it, it, it ruins disbelief. That's why canon is such a thing. It's sort of like if all of a sudden Peter Parker is saved by Uncle Ben in his own reality. You're like, wait, is Uncle Ben dead? No, 
He wanted you to believe that he was dead so you could become Spider-Man. That's the stupidest fucking thing ever. But again, yes, I, I, and I'm not even a Superman. I'm a casual fan. But at least I understand. And by the way, yeah, have fun with it. That's the number one thing. Just enjoy it. Because you know what? You're right about that. Ewan McGregor was great. Not good. He was great. And I think some of the things were that were that were going along with that, good. Just, just enjoy it. We're like the New York Rangers. Just enjoy, enjoy for as long as you can. And I can't wait for the day the Rangers win the last game of the season. So, Obi-Wan is fine as he is, yeah. Stop trying to change him. So remember when the end of Spider-Man was fine because Iron Man died? Yeah, I mean, because in that time, in that universe, and that what they were going with that is Tony was his mentor. And Tony even went, he went through everything to get Peter Parker back. So it makes sense. It, it also made sense for his wife to kind of push Peter out of the side and go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's my husband. So it's kind of like that. Pro- problem is constantly leaving. Problem is constantly leaving the door open for sequels or prequels, so nothing makes sense. Again, it's again, it's not being done by talented writers that don't understand how it works. It's just and, and uh, the writers themselves, they they want to try to. They're putting the cart before the horse with so many things. You're writing story-driven things, not character-driven things. And sometimes the character-driven stuff leads to the story. And sometimes story could create character. I mean, I could go on for this for, for a while. At one point, I wanted to be a screenwriter. So I've, I've abandoned that. I've abandoned acting. So um, it's it's just I, I can't I can't deal with it as much anymore and i'm not gonna highlight it but Alyssa, you're right that's <laughs> it's it's you know what screw it i'm gonna highlight it and by the way first off general you're right about that it's you got people that are trying oh wait hold on Alyssa. i yeah you got activists trying to write stories without trying to make stories right just make the story let me give you an example, by the way. All right. I haven't been able to talk about this, and I'm actually going to stop the music for a second. Because it's, uh, we're going to pause that. All right. Let me go with one of my favorite series that's out there right now, everybody. And I know we're way off the Rangers, everybody, and the Rangers and the Islanders. No more hockey talk right now, but let me go with this. One of my favorite series out there, is the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. Now, I can look at that series objectively saying that might be the most woke series I've ever seen and also say I can interpret it a different way. You can be interpreted both ways. It doesn't matter what side of the political aisle you're on. It's 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 a story it's it's just a story. Sit there and enjoy it. And if you want to get to the themes, the number one themes are I think with that story is that the elites don't give a flying hell about you so and that's where that's where you start to see the flames of resistance and stuff like that now by the way if you know the story of the dark crystal it doesn't end well so that's another thing but you can objectively see all that and 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 get on there 
So it's, you can get aboard with that show either way. It doesn't have to fall into one category or the other. So again, even if you want to say that that's a woke show, it's still, it still is a little bit more neutral than what people think. Warren, how you doing? Warren Darkin. Sorry. <laughs> it's great to see you. you. You caught really the end of the show. And we started talking about pop culture at the end. So, cause of course, by the way, speaking about Canon stuff, like, Lord of the Rings, Amazon. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to give it a chance. But stop. Stop with the, oh, we need to, to, because here's a great thing. Don't do diversity for diversity's sake. That doesn't, that, that doesn't suspend disbelief. Let me go back to the core aspect of theater. Suspension of disbelief. And if you don't do that, because then, by the way, you got this diverse cast. What happens to them in the next age when all of a sudden it's all the elves are look completely different? Has anybody explained that or why the women dwarves don't have beards, but some of them do uh, just what, what are we doing? I mean, the Lord of the Rings is going to be it's it's written by people. It's written by people that don't not, not only don't respect the new work, but have the er, the the urge to trash it all down. It's just, and you, and you want to, you want to tear it down because you can make it better than the original. C come on. No, stop, stop. Either add to the story, either add to the story or get the hell out of the way. They went to a story where it was purposely vague. And now this is what, this is what you get. I mean, I know you're saying stranger things right there. I don't know where it is, but um, but uh, I hate the internet. No, they make everything worse. I swear, leave people how they are. Yeah, I mean, general saying that I feel bad for George Lucas. He probably never wanted Disney to get his hands on it. Yeah, that's another one. I also wanted to see Kenobi learn how to become a force ghost like when we saw Yoda in Clone Wars. Uh, although I thought, uh, and by the way, and only problem I have with Obi-Wan is that Reva was redeemed. What happened to her? It's a problem in Mandalorian too. It's a problem. And what happened with baby Yoda? Yeah. And by the way, I, David, I think you bring up a great point. And, th and again, I think this is part of the problem. It's a Star Wars problem. It's a Star Wars problem with a lot of it. And that's, you get these characters and because Darth Vader was redeemed, they figure everybody should be redeemed. A better way to go with The Last Jedi and and beyond was that Kylo Ren descends into madness and into darkness even further. And they hinted at that with The Last Jedi. They completely rewrote it out of nowhere in the, in the third movie. I thought it was ridiculous that he was worshiping the mask of Darth Vader, the guy that betrayed his, his master and killed him. I mean, what about that one? I mean, at first I'm like, oh, okay. But then I was going, wait a minute. That doesn't make any sense. I think it's, you're right about this. What if, what if Reva couldn't be redeemed and only, only her last moments she could be redeemed? What if it was instead of her trying to kill Luke Skywalker and decide I can't do this? Sorry, if spoilers, anyone. Um, It was... Yeah, I just spoiled something. So I'm sorry about that, guys, if I did. 
But what about instead of that, it was um, maybe she defends Leia and rescues her and takes her back and say, because that's what she, she, uh, I'm, I'm going at war with creative decisions that were already made, guys. So uh, if you write a screenplay, all your male roles have to be named Justin. No. Actually, let me think. Um, I did write a screenplay, guys, and I did write, write and direct the movie. Uh, it's Ripples. It's on the internet. If you want to look it up, it's uh, I'll provide a link for it down below. Um, it was a, a character driven piece. It did not come out as well as I wanted to. The The people that I worked with were, were great. And um, I, uh, I could have done better. I'll, I'll, I'll leave it to that. So. Star Trek wasn't woke. It was always, uh, it always pushed inclusion. The new Star Trek is woke and pushing an agenda. That is correct because Star Trek was all about the unity of the, of the human race coming together because after all, that's what first contact was with there uh, with, with everybody. So it's as soon as mankind uh, to quote, uh, to quote Troy from uh, Star Trek, the next generation, once mankind realized there was life elsewhere in the galaxy, they put aside their petty squabbles. Unfortunately, that wouldn't happen right now. God help us if aliens landed on Earth. Uh, agenda bending. Yeah, Grogu uh, from Star Wars is a clone from Gizmo from Christmas. Yeah. And... New Star Wars new uh, new Star Wars movies is like going to go see the Grateful Dead. It's only a name only. Almost all the original members, knowledge, and direction is gone. Yes, and it's <laughs> Dominic. Thanks for coming back on. I thought Daniel Craig was in the Force Awakens, not the Last Jedi, but. Give, give Homelander their milk. <laughs> and by the way, David, I love this this one. Once mankind found a life outside their planet, number two, they had to find it and have sex with it. There he goes. Homeboy had sex with the Martian. Uh, a Clerks 3, I can't wait to see. I hope that's going to be good. I really is. I hope it's going to be good. I'm holding out for Andor from early screenings. They're saying that it is a pretty gritty series and realistic. Yeah, and then you hear casts, uh, uh, the cast talk about it and say it reflects a Trumpian world. Donald Trump is the worst thing to ever happen to Hollywood. I, 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 I've lost everything I ever could care about because everybody's got to tell their Donald Trump story. And, and by the way, yes, Homelander needs his milk. Homelander is such a great villain. There's a great, uh, there's a great video on there. Uh, there's probably about 10 great videos that are all about um, how Homelander is just, he's, he's better than the Joker at any moment. Anthony Starr is so fantastic in that series. And that's another one, by the way. That's another one. If you're on X political aisle, you can still watch that series and see both sides. It's not just one side, even though, again, the showrunner came out and said something like that. So, 
but I'm not here to talk about politics or ever. And and I always want to keep keep it out of the show. But since we're just on the topic of entertainment, it's just I'm I'm so tired of everybody thinking, uh, oh, Trump is the worst thing ever. Yeah. Just I don't need to hear about Donald Trump in Star Wars. I like the prequels in the original trilogy only hate the new ones directed. Oh, uh, well, yeah. But also, by the way, the, I mean, I give Rogue One credit. I, I like Rogue One. In their minds, it's the best. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's always in your best. Again, to, to quote Michael Jordan, Republicans buy sneakers too. And again, try to find where are the politics in in Empire Strikes Back, the best Star Wars movie that there is. They told their story. They didn't have to, you didn't have to get to anything. And by the way, politics in itself, or sorry, politics in cinema, it's best done like Inception. Don't bait, beat people over the head, show it to us and let us interpret. I just talked about the Dark Crystal series. I interpret it differently than what other people would. I can t- tell you that right now. And that show, that's that series is great. I've watched it seven times already, and I am a nerd. I have no problem saying that one. Uh, although there's a difference between nerd and other stuff, but uh, I keep getting the boys' memes on Facebook and don't understand any of them. David, check out the boys. Check out the boys. It's it's basically um, what if superheroes were real. And they're all they're all pretty good. And it's just, yeah, I, I can go on that. Yes, thank you. Warren, that's it. How to craft a villain, make a character rich promises, well, uh, wealth and freedom to people, and give them the illusion that all that is false without ever backing it up with evidence. Yes. Yes. Because also, by the way, uh, a, gr- a great villain, a great villain is either one that you are terrified of because anything can happen, i.e. the Joker. Or a great villain is the one that is, he gets you this close to agreeing with him. Magneto. And a lot of it, oh, especially Magneto. Oh my goodness. Uh, General, yeah. The first off, by the way, the one you're saying with that one is, and by the way, Calgary is going to be, I think Calgary is going to be better than what people think they're going to be. Uh, the, that fight in episode three, that, that was just absolute perfection. That's that, that saber fight. And also I think the intercutting with the Yoda fight also had something to do with it. The duel of the fates being so perfect. I mean, uh, the crescendo when the lava comes up from behind them. And I mean, everybody wants to make fun of the high ground thing, but it is kind of true. Uh, uh, politics in the good era of Star Wars was always a thing, but it wasn't as obvious as it currently was. Empire King was a combination of imperialistic uh, World War II Germany, USA, and World War II, Nazi Germany. Yeah, but I mean, again, it didn't slap you in the face with what it was. It's it's also easy to say that 
the empire was just a large force that needed to be taken down. That's all you could just say it was that too. By the way, 37 years uh, like this right now, 18 years still watching. So everybody, thank you very much. Um, <laughs> the Hulk was a great roller coaster. I, uh, uh, yeah. And the high ground memes. And David, you're right about that. The problem with the She-Hulk is it's going to be garbage. I'm going to give it a shot. I didn't bother with Hawkeye. When I found out what Hawkeye was, nope. What I'm worried about with She-Hulk right now is that they're already... I, I saw the extended trailer where Bruce Banner's trying to teach her how to be a Hulk, and she's besting him at everything she does. Awesome. And you mean the guy that was doing it for years, suddenly somebody could pick it up like that. You could pick up being a Hulk like that, please. By the way, the Hulk was a great roller coaster. And the Spider-Man ride was also really good in Islands of Adventure. Both of you are correct on that. Lauren, good job with that. The thing I worry about with, with She-Hulk is that they're also going to be using some of the characters. Just... Just first off, let me be, let me be let me be frank when I say this. Kathleen Kennedy needs to be fired, and Jason Feige, whatever Kevin Feige, I forgot his name for a hard second. Who cares? You're next out the door, and you're on notice. Phase four was terrible, terrible, and I like Wandavision, and people want to tell me that's woke garbage. Nope, Wandavision was pretty good. It has one stupid line in there, but that was it, and. I, I think they fumbled the ball on uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. That could have been better. But see, the thing is, but David, as far as Hawkeye goes, I've watched a couple of those episodes. It's like, first, all he's got to do is explain to Elena, uh, I didn't kill your sister, which I think he did in the end. Um, but then the other part is, it's it, it's just like, Haley, uh, I forgot what her name was. I've, she's been in everything. Uh, Haley, Haley Steinwell or whatever the fuck her name was. She was, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm on hot takes on, on, uh, on, uh, on pop culture right now, Rich. So I <laughs> definitely rewind and start with the fact yeah, Jonathan Feige, <laughs> um, Justin Feige. But no, Kevin Feige, you know, you're really fumbling the ball right here. I mean, the only movie, the, the only product that everybody universally likes from Marvel right now is, is Spider-Man No Way Home. And they didn't have that much to do with it. So, and Renner was good. Barton was good. And and look, and I was looking forward to Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin. And he was, eh. Here's the other, all right. I forgot what her name was. And somebody wants to throw it up for me. Oh, no. <laughs> All right, I now now I know you're being sarcastic. Um, so it's it's one of those things. Where, where was I? Oh, it's 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 one of those things that they're like, oh, she's an incredible athlete, and then you see her running like a duck down the street. So I gotta I gotta figure out her name right now because it's really ticking me off. Um. Not Haley Atwell. It's uh, 
It's riveting. Anytime I ever go silent, it's riveting. Yeah, that is Haley Steinfeld. Okay. Yeah. They're like, oh, what a great athlete she is. Oh, okay. And Echo really wasn't that great of a villain. Like, just... And it's possible to have good female villains. Like, I mean... um, uh, Julia Moore was pretty decent in, in The Kingsman. I mean, come on. There's, there's lots of good female villains. So it's not even a sexist thing. It's just giving me... Uh, David, I'm going to try Shang-Chi. I haven't been able to get to that yet, but the Eternals was, was not very good. Moon Knight. I'm going to give that another try again, but Falcon, but as CJ is saying right here, Falcon and the winter soldier was actually pretty bad. Yeah. She's just, she isn't a villain. She's a bad guy on the show that now they're trying to make a TV series out of her. I have no idea why. And if, they cut away for her to the, for the gunshot on Kingpin. I saw that one. First, you want to know a better villain? D'Onofrio's villain. D'Onofrio's Kingpin is amazing. Like, there is nothing better than watching that last episode of Daredevil where he's just beating him and all the blood is going onto the onto the um the painting and he, he's telling him, he's like, you have to kill me. And, and Matt Murdock screaming, no, that you don't get to, you don't get to make me do this. All right. Um, Rich, I don't think so. I think, I think it worked as well as what it was. I think that's what it is now. I, I I think they've I think Ghost Rider might be fleshed out better as a TV series instead of a movie. Sometimes when you have time to not rush, it helps out. I think it does help. I think John Bernthal's Punisher is fantastic. I thought he hit the emotional beats on every single level. Uh, I like the Netflix Punisher. To answer that question, Lauren, but. <laughs> Cause this, this, see, this is what happened. I even did the, I even did the, the goodbye music. So we are going to get off of this because I'm probably going to say something that, that'll get me canceled, but it's, it's just as far as, but as far as like star Wars goes, all they've done is get rid of their fans. And then their, their method of trying to, uh, to get the fans back is to attack the fans being like, Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I hurt your, your stories about wizards. And, and I'm not attacking Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson, he or Ryan Johnson, I can't remember which one they pronounce it as. But I mean, the guy knows how to direct. A lot of his other movies were good. Looper was very good, um, even though you could say it's a little bit flawed. Uh, Brick, very good. Um, Knives Out, very good. So it's not like he's he doesn't know what the hell he's doing. I think J.J. Abrams and this stupid mystery box storytelling is what ruined the first Star Wars. And, of course, like we're saying before, you just want to make it about uh, about activism, the Force is female? Just shut up. Force doesn't have a gender. How about that one? Because it, it, it throws people away. It takes you out of the moment. If, you, if, you, if, you're, if you're being taken out of the moment, then it doesn't work. It's like if all of a sudden out of, out of, out of this, I started talking about, uh, I, I, well, then you come onto your hockey show at, at 
10 minutes in and you end up talking about uh movies and tv for an hour <laughs> as i'm as i'm realizing my folly i should have just gotten out knives out i thought was really good thomas jane i thought was was a good punisher i don't think he was great i think the movie i think the the series is written better than the movies like uh i really kind of liked ray stevenson's punisher i thought he was he was good and yeah, John Favreau is the one is the one guy that that did anything. Here's the problem, Wicked. This is where um here's the problem with with uh with what they did with that. You put him on the island, and it's Luke losing for him to get there for for him for everything that they set up for him to do. How does Luke not lose faith in everything he's ever done? See, people haven't blamed J.J. Abrams enough. That has been my standpoint for a lot of things. And my comments are out there for the world to see. It's just J.J. Abrams set up Luke failed. Kylo rebelled. It's just, it's absolute ridiculous. And you know what? Of course, he's going to have this crisis of confidence. First of all, the same thing with Thor. Whenever Thor, anything happens with Thor, he's always got the crisis of confidence. Because when you're an all-powerful God, that's what happens. You have a crisis of confidence. And hell, I could tell you that with when I've gone uh, goal-scoring slumps. So it's just it's just like that. And, and look, that's the way you kind of end up writing these characters. Now, when it comes to Luke Skywalker, they didn't go all the way with him, and they didn't go back. And I understand every criticism that there possibly is. But yeah, on I I I don't want to see again, Warren. By the way, you're saying this. Uh, again, Donald Trump was the worst thing to happen in the world because now, now I can't even uh, look at Mark Hamill's Twitter, so or any celebrity's Twitter. Not that it's a good thing or a bad thing. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, I'm, I'm just celebrities stay out of politics. But they, if you once you open your mouth, you can't go back. So, but again, what what but what happened with Luke? Just not right. And also, yeah, Gina Carano thing also total BS. If you haven't seen the new movie Terror on the Prairie, it was actually pretty good. I did see that. Um. <laughs> David, yeah. But you know what? It's it's conversation. We, we ran out of hockey for a little bit. We're in the, the the doldrums of the summer. It's all right. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna cut a lot of this conversation for the uh for the audio. So I don't have to worry about that. Uh I don't know. Did you see that last Mortal Kombat movie? Uh Romanello, the last Mortal Kombat movie was that very good. Uh, thoughts on upcoming Mission Impossible movies. Uh, Mission Impossible movies were were pretty good for what they were. And they were all over the place. And by the way, everybody, you, you should all be thankful for Mission Impossible 2. Why? Because uh, Doug Ray Scott was actually slated for another movie, but he accepted Mission Impossible 2, and he couldn't uh, film the other movie, which was filming at the same time. That movie was X-Men, and Hugh Jackman ended up getting the role of Wolverine. 
So talk about somebody that's kicking themselves for not being in the right place at the right time. Yes. Yes. You never know how or why Luke made it. Well, you know, he made it to the island because of, of the X-Wing being in the water. And, but that's about it. Like JJ Abrams. I talk about the worst thing, the worst thing, but blah, blah, blah. JJ Abrams was the worst thing to happen to, to, to Star Wars. And for that, for that matter, Star Trek. Actually, I, I sort of liked the first movie, but no. And then Disney should have just let Favreau and Filoni take over. Yeah. First off, after they showed what they could do with the Mandalorian and people are actually liking it, like just, uh, they turned Luke into the exact opposite of who he was. See, but the only reason why, and by, and, and the, the thing is, by the time the, the Last Jedi is supposed to end, that's supposed to be him falling with, with confidence and then coming all the way back and him starting to believe again. But also the projection thing. Uh, I don't know. I'll tell you what, the, we're the worst part of the last Jedi and possibly in all the star Wars. No, no, every, everything was bad in rise of Skywalker. There wasn't anything good except for John Williams had a cameo, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, the, uh, the, the prank call that, that, uh, that in the beginning of last Jedi was awful. Cause by the way, speaking about another character that they, they worked on, they tried to make him the big, uh, the, like the, the mini big band. I try to remember the name of the general that made it all the way to the end of empire and then died when the a wing went through the superstar destroyer that they tried to make him like him, except a little bit more vocal and it just didn't work. Actually, Mark Wahlberg is getting a little bit political. Uh, I thought Mar Mark Wahlberg was telling, uh, saying that celebrities forgot what it's like to be an average person. <laughs> Which one killed uh, killed Emilio? I hated the one where they killed off Emilio. That's the first one. Mission Impossible 1. And they were brutal in the way they killed Emilio. Uh, Top Gun 3. Uh, I, I If they do Top Gun 3 then I hope it's got a good script. First two X-Men X -Men movies were fantastic. The third, they, when they changed directors, was complete trash. Well, because that's Brett Ratner. And then when they went back to... Um, when they went back to do First Class, and then... And by the way, speaking about people that end up being a-holes in real life, I mean, look up everything about Brian Singer right now. Brian Singer, my favorite movie, The Usual Suspects. And I love Brian Singer's X-Men, the first two. Man, what a fall from grace that guy's having. Um, well, but by the way, and I still like the second and third Wolverine movies and X Days of Future Past and First Class. Apocalypse is a little bit of a tough pill to swallow. And so and Dark Phoenix was just not very good at all. Uh, MI2 was so much better than the first uh, a sequel that is better than the first, The Fight on the Beach. Um, I go, I would actually go one, three. Yes. I'm actually praising JJ Abrams in that moment. Uh, one, three, four, two. I haven't seen the fifth one. So I have to see, uh, I, I saw it. Henry Cavill's mustache in justice league. Giancarlo es Esposito is being talked about as the role of professor X. I love his acting, but I just can't see him in that role. 
Speaking about the usual suspects, Giancarlo, Espo, uh, Giancarlo Esposito. Um, back back then, he had hair. Uh, I know he still has hair right now. Uh, <laughs> back then, he was younger. He was much younger. Remember him and do the right thing, too. Um, you know what? I can. I can. It's just he's built up such a category of being a villain. You know what? It, I'd be okay with that. I already got my Patrick Stewart as... See, this is one of the times where if you wanted to go out of the box and be a little bit more diverse in your casting, I think it's a good thing. So, there's that. So, Kathleen Kennedy and her gender ruined, ruined all the Star Wars films, yeah. Kevin Bacon must have been broke uh, to none they, them. Possibly the worst movie of 2022. I haven't seen they, them, and I won't be seeing that, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, X-Men 3 never happened. They got rid of it in the Wolverine movie. Uh, actually, Days of Futures passes when they got rid of it. Yeah. Um, one of the good things that came out of uh, the Kenobi series is learning that uh, Qui-Gon... Oh, no. Quinlan Voss. Yeah, that's right. And the secret movement to... Uh, say, I, I mainly went to Qui-Gon as soon as he wrote that. I thought it was in there, but no. Uh, yeah, they, they killed off... Yeah, but they killed off uh, Cyclops. Look, here's here's the thing. Some of these writers, and especially Brian Singer, I just praised the first two X-Men movies, but he had no idea what to do with Cyclops. And, yeah. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good idea. First off, I, I am on the Kurtwood Smith train. I think he is an immensely talented actor, and I love his take when he was Red Smith. Um on that or just is it red smith whatever uh red on that 70s show i think i was still stuck on his actual last name oh red foreman there you go that he was good the porks were the only good thing out of those shit in seven and nine i hope they erase seven and nine and i fully make uh new ones with luke but they're all gonna be too old and carrie's already dead so that's what the hard part is about all those um i i it, they screwed it all up. CJ, you're right. They just screwed it all up. They, they had, because again, Kylo Ren could have been a great character. Somebody explain this one to me and, and just explain this one to me. Why is he named Ben Solo? He's named Ben because Obi-Wan Kenobi's fake name. That's what they gave him. I wonder why he wanted to kill all the Jedi. Okay. Red Foreman is Professor X. Oh, I'll see him in an uh in Robocop. Name a name a bad Kurtwood Smith role. Seriously. I had Dead Poet Society on. By the way, in case if you guys didn't see it before, I'll play it again for you. This was the ceremony at the end of uh when they made Jacob Drew a captain. Well, captain, my captain. You hear me. You hear me. Well, captain, my captain. Thank you, boys. Yeah. By the way, Mike, uh, Mike, that is one of the goals. So that way we can actually have some pop culture speak about some of that stuff. Uh, the BCU. 
That would be great. I could do with BCU. There we go. I mean, I'm still focused on Big Apple hockey right now before I could think about Big Apple baseball, Big Apple sports, all the rest of it. But the BC, the BACU. It's just, if you think about movies that, where their universes are, they just keep on, like, I mean, take for instance this. Marvel has a habit of undoing their own lore in their movies and with timelines and realities. How about this? I'm sorry. I will never watch Captain Marvel ever again when they when they revealed how Fleur, uh, Nick Fury lost his eye. You fucking kidding me? Absolutely kidding me? It, that's that's it's just terrible. It's just Romanella. I'm actually outlasting you on this. How about that? <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to make a couple more points and then we'll get off of here. But I mean. You, they they scratch it. They have a cat scratch his eye, and don't give me any, that it was an alien cat, and don't even do, don't give me that it was done for comedy either. That's not good either. That's one of the best lines. The last time I trusted someone, I lost an eye. There you go. That's the way it should have been, but instead we got to add in a cat for no reason. Good job, good job on all that, and. Yeah, <laughs> that was it. first up, by the way, married with children gets funnier the older I get. <laughs> that that would be great. He just puts it in. And he'd actually make him think with his mind or my foot up your ass. Yeah, that's it's the worst decision ever. It just is. And then he got and then her name was Avenger. I mean, I could stomach that one a little bit easier at the end, but still. Uh, <laughs> it, you know what, CJ? Just as I said it, that, there's your comment. Um, yeah, and especially when you're trying to keep, because when you're doing that, when you're going with time travel, and it's not the key gimmick, you you have to keep you have to adhere to those rules, and eventually he ends up staying in his time. And growing old, that's that's the way Cap does it, which then makes you say, so you stayed after World War Two with Peggy and didn't do anything. OK. So it's there are those moments where it, it, it makes you kind of question again, takes you out of it. It makes you go, wait, what? I had a friend of mine. I, I asked her to she was a huge Peggy Carter fan. And Captain America fan, I asked her if she had a lady boner at the end of Endgame. She actually hated it. That's what the funny part is. Uh, all right. Guys, we're going to try this one again. I am going to wrap this up because there has been a lot that we've been uh, covering. And I, it's um, it's always it's always great to do these every single Wednesday. And I just, I love doing these. And um. Obviously, everybody, thank you all very much for joining us. Two and a half hours for the show today, and uh, it's it's always great. Go back and check out some of the bar, bar talk and some of the other stories that we had. Just can Lou ever announce these damn deals, please? I'm probably gonna have to sign on to do it again when he, when he does that. So, everybody, thank you very much, <laughs> Mike. Thank you, because yeah. 
Yeah, Steve should have ended up with Sharon Carter, but then again, if you watch the new Captain America series, you see what happens with Sharon Carter, too. Everybody again, yes, like, share, subscribe. I did not put that up enough. Although I got the new graphic up top. We are going to fall short of that 50. We got 39 of them right now, so... We always, we always want to get to 50, everybody. So thank you very much. Let's, let's keep on trying to spread the disease of BAH, Big Apple Hockey going everywhere. I can't wait. We're about six weeks away from actual hockey conversation that's going to be happening. And, uh, you know, we, we always like to keep it through the postseason. So, and again, as Joe Dent- Gentile said, uh, one of my favorite bits of memorabilia, like I said, right over here, uh, me and Phil get the all-star game. Love that. And also the last thing to mention as well, uh, look for our, our year two recap coming soon. That I can't wait for that. That's going to be great. Uh, that's pro- I'm probably going to have that ready for you guys in about two weeks. And we'll also have uh, what I like to call the, the year-end show. It just means it's the end of the year, and we're going to give away some shirts. That's all that matters. So again, thank you very much. And <laughs> yeah, well... You know what? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm going to all the way up here. I'll, I'll be honest with that. I don't, I don't stop down below. So, guys, thank you all very much. And, you know, goodbye. It's time to go. 